1: episode of what the podcast and we have uh our reoccurring uh third third member tony back in the studio um what up
2: though what up though live in studio
1: before before we go too far we want to uh thank uh dj dan for uh stopping by and uh blessing us with uh a few uh liga provadas great cigar
3: so shout out to him yeah he brought he brought great versions too because uh my, my 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 memory is kind of like ah it's all right it's is I don't know if it's worth the price and he brought some fire ass ones I'm like yeah they're worth the price
1: so the 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 cigar he brought was a uh, legal provider number no. nine and uh, that's that it's always been a cool cigar but it, I think these the way I think since he he's had them for a little while they've been sitting maybe a month or two but it's definitely good so yeah um, it's one of those I would get on a special occasion uh, cigar so yeah shout out to him so so yeah we back and uh we have a number of uh um listener uh responses i guess i'll call them because they're not next to the email so i think everybody's been using video lately uh which is uh which is cool you know we definitely encourage whatever form of of response you would like to do whether it's video or audio or email tweet text letter <laughs>
3: All get at us, all that good stuff so just get
1: at us um i guess if you want we could start with that um what do you what, what how do you want what do you want to start
3: with well I, at first i was kind of like we could just start with our topics but like we have so much i'm mean, so much it sounds crazy but we have enough feedback that i think we should kind of like play that shit and see we this see might, be a, this might be a
1: feedback podcast What's it could time? be yeah it could um, be so we always uh up for that so yeah so we can start. Let's let's start with uh with Jeff Edmondson.
3: Yeah. Oh, Jeff Edmondson? Or who you got? I had hey. Baylor shit. Let's you know, start, uh, with Baylor. All right, start with Baylor. Had, all right, so so friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we you know we <laughs> at this point we kind of like <laughs> opening <an laughs> each show with Baylor right, right, emails I feel like shit. he's been a part of all the shows <laughs> and
1: stuff. So yeah, uh,
3: but his emails are fire. So uh, he sent two. Uh, one is titled Gun Laws and the other is YG over Trump, so I, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I was interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know how he's gonna to work. Hear that one. You uh-huh. know
1: what? I, I think I know though. I, I, I tweeted him about asking him about YG.
3: Okay, I don't know. I don't
1: YG's a rapper.
3: I mean I know who he oh, is okay, but okay. I had a conversation with uh Mr. Monotone earlier today about YG and it was interesting to say the least but, okay yeah, um, I,
1: I, yeah i i asked uh baylor baylor about uh yg probably about a week maybe like right after the after the last podcast so i, why? Just, I huh why like what was he was a was, uh, cali rapper
3: that's I, so I all what made you ask like because
1: i figured made, he would you know, be up on like hip-hop artists there so i mean but what made you ask about yg like what, what was the you were just like hey because he's a Cali rapper, and I figured he so would have been Cali No, 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 nothing at all. Oh, just okay. the fact that he was a Cali rapper, and I was okay. just curious what he thought. But he didn't really think much of him. So, <laughs> um, he, and I, I listened to his. I listened to a, a, a song or two from the album. I mean, it was okay, but I was just curious of what he thought. And I thought he would have liked him. Like, I don't know why. I just figured he would be like, yeah, he represents Cali. He dope his hell. <laughs> he hand ain't no hustle, right? right. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: and he was just
1: like. I wouldn't buy the album, I was like
3: Oh hey, hey, what it, okay. it is what it is. Right. So. so um uh I'll play this one to say Gun Loss and then we'll see what he's talking about. What
4: up though? Again. So look, I'm listening to the last show. I hear y'all opinions on the whole gun laws and shit like that, and I agree with y'all. I don't think a nigga that work at Popeye should have an AR-15 in his closet. I don't. I think this shit is stupid. And where you motherfuckers at when shit goes down? I'm talking about this Orlando nightclub shit. So this, it was, a, it was a, a younger cat in the bathroom stall who gave us a play-by-play of his whole death. Of his whole murder, the nigga gave us a play-by-play through text messages to his mom. That's a sad shit, man. That's sad. At what point... Now, I understand that I don't want to be in a nightclub where 75% of the people got firearms. That shit don't make sense. I'm not safe because I don't trust you motherfuckers. Half of you motherfuckers don't know how to shoot. Uh, actually, niggas are shooting themselves, okay? But... At least these, some of these athletes is carrying guns. These motherfuckers ain't in the nightclub that they need to be in. But my thing is that when do we wake up? I've been woke since 9-11. Since 9-11, I've been woke. And we haven't learned since then. I don't get it. Like It's almost like we waiting for shit to happen. And I get it, you cannot predict when this shit is going to happen, but my nigga, you can be ready. It's been shit that's been happening after that. A nigga walked into a movie theater and laid niggas down. A nigga walked onto a school campus and laid some fucking little kids down, man. How are we not prepared for this shit? I, I take that back You can't be prepared for terrorist threats But you can be ready What I mean by that The difference is Is when the shit is actually going down You can help try to stop that shit right then and there I'm not saying that You gotta have Fucking um, The Navy SEALs guarding all the schools in America And the movie theaters And shit like that But no like as Look, you can laugh if you want to but you going to feel pretty fucking good if the fucking janitor got a pistol on him. I'm sorry. I, that's what type of world I'm living in now. If, if you haven't noticed, we live in a fucked up world. We live in a fucked up ass world. So... I'm saying at this point there shouldn't be another fucking there shouldn't be an incident where we got planes and shit falling out of the sky because some niggas taking you know has taken it over. It shouldn't be an incident like that. Why? Because they gotta start putting niggas on the fucking plane. I know we are not supposed to shoot in the plane, but motherfucker, I'm <laughs> Come on, man. This is sad, man. At this point, is is sadness. So what are you gonna do? We gonna sit back and wait for history to happen again? That's why I said, and a lot of people still disagree. I'm hopping the gorilla pit. At this point, when it comes to saving someone, saving, especially my own, my own family. If you gotta die, my nigga, you gotta go. We leaving anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. I'm not saying I'm a nigga. I'm super nigga and, and I'm, I'm trying to save America. Well, my nigga, if I'm on a plane and some shit go down, one of y'all motherfuckers better help me. Because I'm not about to die in no crash like that. Fuck that. We're going to try to land this bitch like Denzel did. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, the question that I was going to ask was, do you feel like, you know, at this point, do you need to own a pistol? Not because niggas is gonna try to rob you at home, not because you might have beef and niggas might get you in the street, but for certain shit like this, you could be going out to a, a family it could be a family outing and y'all niggas go to, you know, I don't know, Red Lobster or whatever the fuck y'all go to and some shit pop off in a restaurant. If something pop off in a restaurant and these niggas is laying down people for no apparent reason, what are you gonna do? Cause that lobster fork ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> so I'm asking, do you think at this point, just for family safety, do you think do you need a pistol? I I haven't came to that conclusion yet, but I tell you this much: Hey, if the cook got a pistol on him, I feel a little bit safer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Oh, and look, stay away from these fucking animals, okay? First the gorilla, <laughs> now the alligator. Yeah, haven't y'all niggas learned? And I'm smart enough to know as a Cali nigga, all we got, look, we got uh, cats, dogs, and maybe, you know, some like raccoons and some shit like that walking around in possums. Nigga, I know way in Cali that in Louisiana and Florida and Arizona, places like that, nigga, alligators just walking around like regular-ass pedestrians. (laughs) I know to stay my ass out of the water, and niggas that stay, don't. That's fucking sad, man.
3: That's sad, bro. Now and
2: look, they got
4: five alligators in in custody.
3: What the fuck does that mean? You got all right. What? Hey, yo, I'm out. I'm out. Y'all continue the show. You the best fucking voicemails. I love that nigga voicemails,
1: man. So, so I had a couple like uh, I'm noting in my head a lot of you know stuff he's saying, and so. It's funny because it's, sometimes it's hard to tell when he's actually being serious and sometimes tell like when he's playing but like to his response as far as the guns and shit it's like I don't know how do you protect yourself without a gun against
2: people with guns so then what you're saying is that the answer to gun violence is more guns but that, that's kind of my question though I don't know I don't know
1: like you know if you you don't want everybody in the club with guns but you want certain people with guns like how do you, it, I, I, I I honestly say I have no clue how that shit should work um you, you think of like Dylan Roof who had a gun illegally and then you think of other people who had like legal guns and shit so it's like you ban some shit and people have them illegally, and no one else has guns, you know, there's nobody to really protect you and shit. But you got people who have guns legally, so I don't know, man. Hey, I, this, the, you know, we, we talked about guns last. I think we talked about guns week before. I don't know why. I don't think, I know why I think that, but I don't, I don't really have no, no good answers for it. But I don't, I don't know if you, if you ban shit and people are doing start doing shit totally legally, like what are you supposed to do to protect yourself?
2: Yeah, that's that's like my grandfather used to always have a saying like locks keep honest people honest, it don't stop thieves, and it'll be the same thing with gun legislation. Like if they legislate the shit out of gun laws, the only people that won't have them are legal citizens. Criminals still gonna have them. It's not gonna stop that. Until you attack the problem at its source, which is gun manufacturers, like why are they making so many guns that are getting off the grid and getting into these into the wrong people's hands? Like until you attack that problem, it's always going to be an issue because criminals will always have weapons. It's just how it's going to be.
3: Um. So before we really dig into that uh, into that topic.
1: Do we, are we going to dig into that more? I know we talked about mm-hmm. it before, so I didn't know we we're just res, kind of responding to the to well, email and moving on. Or are we going to like dig into it again? Like. Well,
3: the only reason I want I want to pause on it is because Jeff Edmondson sent a an oh, oh yeah video, right, right 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 and he kind of prefaced it saying that we might have different different opinions. So let's oh, play it. Yeah, so let's I, play I want to play opinions. his let's play that play his shit and then we can address it. And then it's showing his video seven minutes. So. I don't think we could play the whole joint, but I figured we could probably play like a few minutes and get a, get the idea where he's coming from, and then at that point, I think we can address it because I, I want to see what he has to say too, and then we a can. Seven minute video? Yeah, he did. And I, I want to watch the seven minutes, but I'm like, we have topics aside from the shit that people sent in that we want to talk about. So I want to I want to address it, everything that got sent in, but at the same time, I want to uh, you know talk about the shit that we got on deck too. So. Uh let's play his his uh his YouTube video up until the point where we got a you know a strong idea of what he's talking about okay. and then we can address the whole gun shit overall with what Baylor said and what he said and we can see you know we can really see what the opinions are and then go from there. So let me let's let me let's play his shit until we can get a get a good idea cuz I I don't think we need to play the whole 7 minutes but let's play that and see what happens.
0: driving in on a podcast, fire as usual.
1: Thanks um, for jail. yeah.
0: dog. you can't take a week off. You can't take a week off like ever. If you, if <laughs> Otis can't make it, then you gotta get a sub, cause you get cranky when you don't get do the podcast. Like, dog, you went in on Imagineine, like, she, in, like, she personally, up front, insulted your wife or some shit. Like, that's just, it's hilarious, but damn, like, That shit's going to bring back karma. Like, what if your son bring home a girl named Imagineen? Like, you can't just go in on somebody (laughs) like that (laughs) for a name. That's just horrible. Like, damn. Anyway, you asked the question of why people support owning firearms. And since I've been listening to your earlier podcast where you say if anybody disagrees with you to let them know why so you can tell them why they're wrong, (laughs)
3: taking the bait on this one. Oh, shit.
0: Because I firmly agree people should be able to buy um, and carry weapons up to and including assault rifles. And but, my
3: argument is like... What well, before said, he really said, get into the argument, though, like... I, I feel like this is kind of addressed toward me. I, I, I do want to state that I'm not opposed to firearms. I'm opposed to that over the top like military fucking assault rifles and all that shit for uh, casual citizens and I'm also pro being a little bit stronger with who can get that shit so it's not like I'm opposed to people owning guns like hey let's just outlaw guns I, I don't necessarily feel that way but I do kind of lean in that direction but I mean let's just see what he has to say but I, I I just want to put out front that I'm not, like, anti-guns across the board. Like, nobody should ever have a gun, ever. <laughs> but, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see what he says.
0: Or the amendment, because, in my opinion, our Constitution and our amendments is what our country is based on. So, if you start targeting one of them, it makes it a lot easier for you to cancel out other ones. So right now, our government is not only targeting our Fourth Amendment right, but they also are targeting our First Amendment right. So there's people that's currently getting arrested for open carrying, even though that's perfectly legal. There's also people getting arrested for filming and taking pictures in public, even though it's perfectly legal. So if they make laws to take that away... It's only a matter of time before they can make laws to take away all the other amendments that we have and therefore infringing on the freedoms that we have as a country. So that's where my stance is on not limiting people to be able to buy weapons and rifles. Do I think it sucks that there's bad apples in the group that use those weapons to do harm to other people? Absolutely. But I don't think that everybody should be punished. Because of those people. So my best example is, because you asked the question like, why do you need to have that gun? For the most part, you're right. Most people don't need to have it. The people that you named are the people that would more likely need to have it than somebody else. Because if you're a small business owner and you live in an area where they're prone to riots or crime, you having a nine mil With a gang of people trying to break into your shop, it's really not going to do that much damage. It's not going to make people really leave you alone. If you got an assault rifle, you can deal with a situation like that. But I look at it as the podcast and free speech is a perfect example. Nobody needs to do something like that, but it's something that they do because they can't. If I was to open a podcast and I start seeing a bunch of inflammatory, defaming, racist, racial, (coughs) evil remarks, there's no way that your podcast should be taken away because of my actions. It's the same, in my opinion, for somebody owning an assault rifle. I shouldn't be able, as a responsible adult that wants to have protection in my house, not be able to buy the guns that I want because somebody else acquired one and then used it in a harmful way. And then like one of your guests mentioned, most of them people are criminals. They don't really legally acquire them anyway. So banning normal citizens from buying it is only going to put them at a disadvantage because the criminals are still going to find a way to get theirs. But then the people who want to do it the right way won't really be able to. So, I mean, And and like you said, it's not about... I don't think people want to put their rights over their kids. They want to preserve their rights for their kids. Like, that's how I look at it. So it's like, to me, I don't want to see the Constitution being torn apart because I have a kid, and I want him to be able to have the same freedoms that I have when he's an adult. And I mean... in my opinion, narrowing it down to assault rifles really doesn't solve the problem anyway, because the Virginia Tech wasn't an assault rifle. He was popping off headshots shots with a handgun. Then the dude in the church was, stab- was stabbing people and massively murdered people. Somebody shut down the Coleman Young building with a revolver. I mean, it's not, really, it's not really the assault rifle that's the problem. It's the person with it, but you can't. Label the whole country as too ignorant to handle an assault rifle right? because there's a few people that just had bad intentions when they did it. So, I mean, you said the people who have them are scared they're I guess, yeah, because if I know that there's people out there getting illegal rifles and guns, yeah, I'm kind of scared that I might run across those people one day. And, Yeah, I'm not trying to throw hands with them people. So, yeah, I might be a pussy on that car, but... I mean, like, that's my take on it, is... Like somebody said, they don't target people who have guns. Nobody's going to rob somebody, when they know they got a gun in their house. They They target people who aren't armed. So, the reason why gun sales go up is because people know, okay, if I'm strapped up, people know that I have shit. They won't fuck with me. So, I mean... That's my take on it. I guess I
3: have to be that black dude that's on some bullshit. Cool uh, so I'm gonna huh, I'm gonna cure the video just cause the plane came over and it's only a minute left. So we got a general idea. So what do you guys think about what he had to say? Well,
1: I hear a lot of arguments about relight my cigar. So. I hear a lot of arguments about you know upholding a, you know amendments stuff like that, and I always wonder like and this is nothing like knock or or s uh cosigning what are you saying but I always wonder why people feel that the amendment the amendments are are things that shouldn't be like adjusted like with time and stuff like that like I always felt like. Some things were made in so such eras where they you know they were relevant for that time, and like nothing is like it seems like no one wants to make stuff to adjust things and stuff like that to the culture and to things like you know times like now. So that's always my like weird question when I hear that. But and, I, and like you say, you know, like when you you know you came in as as far as saying you know people should be able to you know bear arms, but not like those type of of guns. I don't, I don't know what legislation we we would be able to have that's gonna gonna stop mass killings. I don't think banning fucking assault rifles is going to stop it. You know what I'm saying? And so, (laughs) I'm I'm this. I think this is one of the hardest topics I've ever ever had to really think about because I still don't have an answer after like weeks of like talking about the shit and thinking about the shit. You know. Outside, dog. It's a lot of fucking planes flying tonight. A <laughs> lot, oh, and I don't even know if they can hear this shit. But that shit is a lot. So yeah, so I don't know, man. I I've been like flustered of like thinking of, of like this whole topic, and because I want to be able to have a firearm in my home carry, but I feel like the the ways people get them is way too easy. Like, I feel like there should be a lot lot more restrictions and stuff like that. Like, the dude was on a live today. You know, live this week. So, we had a shooting um, on a freeway a couple of days ago um, with a guy. I don't know what, what was the issue with the fender bender, but I watched the video. A guy just came out of his car with, like, a fucking, like, army stance and started blasting at this fucking car they pull the car over. It's like twenty fucking guns in the fucking car. Then they find more guns at his crib, and then they find out he's like mentally unstable. So then it's like, and I just thought that was just today. I don't know if y'all saw that. Yeah, but it's like there has, there should be tests for this shit. Like you can't, you shouldn't be able to accumulate that much, that many firearms, and have like crazy. Like what, what's the standard of which they're given, other than you having a felony? Because you have people with felonies that are fucking mentally stable to be able to have guns and people who just don't have a criminal record. Like what makes not having a criminal record. Okay. But having, you know, mental deficiencies, you know what I'm saying? Not.
3: Oh, you better say, something? And
1: I I'm not saying they have to answer, but you know, that's just my, 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 my thoughts or whatever on it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the idea of, uh, Putting more extreme extreme gun legislation Being some sort of constitutional violation Like I I don't see how The whole idea of Hey if they regulate our guns Or they make it so that we don't have guns This is violating constitutional rights Like that shit is so archaic man Like The whole shit with guns man All that shit about the constitution All that shit like that shit is built on some shit that's, like, so long ago. Like, we can't say, like, hey, we have this constitutional right for these guns and shit like that based upon 1700s or some shit like that. We got shit popping off right now in 2016 that don't make any fucking sense, man. And, and you can't say, like, hey, I, w- I want to have... I don't I don't see the, the snowball effect or the slippery slope of gun legislation leading to other constitutional violations. When really, like gun shit is in the technical sense a constitutional violation where if you say hey you guys can't have guns it's a it's a, a violation of the constitution but like the constitution needs to be amended like that shit is not applicable applicable today like it it's just not like nobody needs that shit and like you're not gonna have a situation where you need, say, a AR-15 versus a regular-ass pistol. It's not like if you have, uh, say, a regular-ass handgun, right, and somebody breaks it to your crib and you shoot that motherfucker with your regular-ass handgun, then they're going to be somehow more dead if you shoot them with the AR-15 or whatever. It's not like if I have a regular, if I have some regular shit... I'm not going to be as safe as if I have some like automatic shit or some fucking military shit. Like it just doesn't ho- the The logic doesn't hold up. And when you are prioritizing your own personal rights that you do not need over whack at like really weak gun legislation that allows people who are not, who are just not fit to carry guns and allows them to have guns. If you're prioritizing your, your ability to have that shit over all these people who have died needlessly over crazy motherfuckers who have got guns, your, your priorities are fucked up. Like that shit, that shit don't matter. You need to, you need to let that old the, the that raggedy ass constitution argument, man, that shit don't fly. You need to let that shit go and focus on the fact that right now in 2016, not in 1776 when George Washington was president and all that bullshit. Right now in 2016 you have people who are allowed to get guns that either one they don't need or two they are not fit to carry and they are buying these guns and doing all kinds of wild ass shit and you can't say like well if we have stricter gun laws to where everybody any and everybody can't buy guns now all of a sudden I'm losing my rights. Are your rights really a priority over all these lost lives when your rights don't even really matter in the sense of you you you're being held from it's not like rights in the sense of like I can't pee in the same bathroom as a white person we're talking about insignificant shit like holding a gun like that shit don't fucking matter man like I don't I don't understand the idea of of using the the law as the as your reason behind being able to hold Weapons that you don't need like that. that the, the laws are archaic. You don't need the shit. And why are you prioritizing your lack of a need over all the lost lives that are lost over the fact that people have guns that they should not be able to acquire? And we need to find a way to make it so that if you if you want a gun You should have to go through some shit. And then like last week, we talked about Chris, our friend Chris and his uh, extensive gun collection. And we're saying we need to have him on on a podcast to discuss it. And Chris commented on something earlier today. I don't know what it was, but he mentioned the fact that when he bought a whatever handgun it was. He had to go... He had to, like, jump through all these hoops. Like, I had to do this test. I had to do this. All this All this other kind of shit. And then he posted a picture of a gun. That, some, like, crazy-looking, artillery, fucking military-type shit. Then he was able to get it, like, a sporting goods store with no fucking checks.
1: And... Right. Because, I mean, the, 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 the proposed gun laws that we would, like, want, you know, hypothetically, like being that I've known this guy for, like, you know, over 10, 15 years, he will pass this. It's these fuck-ass people who you find out have all these mentally deficient stuff who probably wouldn't if we made this
3: stuff stronger. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like... Chris isn't gonna lose his guns. Yeah, so... But even then, though, Chris doesn't need a fucking artillery rifle, though. Like, some fucking military shit. Chris don't need that shit, man. I mean, you're not gonna be more dead over that shit. Like, a gunshot is a gunshot. Like it's not like you're gonna have X amount of handguns and feel unsafe. It's like well, I'm not gonna feel yeah. safe until I have a fucking AR-15. Well, you don't need an AR-15 yeah, if I, raggedy nigga that breaks into your crib trying to steal your PlayStation. You don't need that shit, man. Yeah. You can shoot him with a fucking handgun, and you'd be straight. Yeah, but I I, I think it's is not a. I don't think it's more of an issue of
1: saying gun owners or what they need. Is I think it's more of an issue of stopping people who potentially do wrong with these same s- s- said guns or whatever. But, I mean, I guess we could argue, you know, and I, I'm not necessarily arguing that, you know, a person doesn't need it or not, but I think the bigger argument, you know, is you know, these I'll guns getting getting in the hands of, of people who are doing fucked up shit and how do they get them and, and things of that nature. Like, the guy that Orlando Killer was on, you know, the... FBI is fucking watch list yeah. but yet yeah, they did nothing. That's the most about important it. Thing. And that's the thing. So that's always really, how it turns and, out though. And that's the thing that bugs me so much is not necessarily a Chris or or any person who has all of these guns, it it bothers me that the the fucking highest fucking power of being able to watch people knew this guy had this shit and did absolutely nothing. To me, that that's the the bigger issue for me. It's like how do you watch this guy and then you guys accept no responsibility for not, you know, intervening when you knew he was a potential threat, you know what I mean? That that just bothers the shit out of me. Like, we how how do you let it how do you let this happen when you know that this is a potential threat? Like
3: Yeah, I mean I, I get that, but at the same time I also wonder like so let's take Chris, for instance, like, I don't know Chris's gun arsenal or whatever. Let's say Chris has a, a fairly substantial gun arsenal. I still am questioning why a civilian needs that kind of gun arsenal. And and I don't I don't buy the idea of it's my constitutional right to have it. Because to me, that's not a valid reason. Like, just because you have the right to have it doesn't mean you need it. And like, I, I, I even if it doesn't really relate to. All these mass shootings and shit like that. Like, I don't understand why people are fighting so hard for their right to have something that they don't need. Like, it's... I I don't... I don't really get that. Like, it's not like if they say, hey, we're going to have stricter gun legislation and, like, say the shit is so fucking strict that Chris can't have any any of his fucking guns. Or he's only left with, like, whatever random pistols that he has that all of a sudden your rights are so violated that you feel like you've just been ran through the shit or like you're just fucked. Like, I don't understand why that shit is so mandatory to people. Like, and they, their fallback is always like, Oh, it's my right. And you're talking about your right, but the, the rights quote unquote have to do it. Shit. That's so fucking archaic. Like that doesn't even fucking apply right now. Like it's just like, really what it boils down to is I want to have it because I can. And that's to me, that's not a valid reason to hold up gun legislation just because you can based upon I can because our forefathers said I could have it 300 years ago. Like that's that don't hold water to me, man. I, I, I don't understand why people feel like that shit is so fucking necessary. And you think like I need to protect my home or I need to protect my family or whatever the case may be. But you you can have the most basic of fucking firearms to be able to protect your family. You don't need an AR-15 to protect your family. Nobody who has that kind of weaponry is going to come up in your crib looking to shoot you and steal your Xbox. It's just not going to fucking happen, dog. Like, it's... it's The logic don't hold up. And I don't understand why we, we are still holding on to this idea of what the, the Constitution says. It's, it's the same thing as holding up, like, these old-ass... Uh, Like uh, Testaments from the Bible and shit like that Like the shit that don't apply no more Like how Republicans would be like Well the Bible says that you can't be gay Like okay Like the Bible knew about fucking Transgenders wanting to use the bathroom Like times change Shit changes Like how are you recalling some shit that's so fucking Archaic that it has no place in today's world As your right to have Guns or to be able to make whoever you wherever the fuck bathroom any of that shit none of that shit applies right now what applies right now is the fact that people are dying for no fucking reason because people are being allowed to buy these uh military what we- military weapons that they just do not need and that they have no fucking right to buy that's what applies right now what laws were made in 1776 that shit don't fucking apply so don't call don't tell me like hey I, I should be able to have a gun because George Washington said, "Fucking George Washington, dog, shut the fuck up!" Like we had however many people die in Orlando, and you're telling me, "Well, I have the right." What does that have to do with anything? It, it's it's a it's a flaw in the logic logic, and I just don't. Tell me why you need that shit right now when the people who have the right to have that shit are wasting motherfuckers for no reason and wasting motherfuckers because. The Bible told them that gay people are wrong, so we just just kill these motherfuckers. Like, so all all this archaic shit is telling people right now in 2016 to do shit that don't make any fucking sense. And you're saying like, hey, I should have my gun because of this and because of all this old all these old ass laws that don't make any fucking sense right now. Like, what really matters right now is that gay people, um, black people, minorities, whatever are dying because of who they are. And the reason for that is because people feel like they need to have this right because the Constitution said in however many hundred years ago that they should have a right to have that shit. Like that don't hold water to me. Tell me why these people need to be dying for you to have an AR-15. Explain that to me. Tell me me why you need that. Tell me why all these dead people's lives are worth losing for you to have an AR-15. I'll buy your fucking logic. But you can't because it's dumb. You can't tell me that shit, because it don't make any fucking sense. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're we're going kind of the same path we were for last episode, so, I mean, I don't know if there's any more we can add to that, so we can um, go
3: to our... Hey, if you got a reason to tell me why all these people gotta die so you can have an AR-15, let me know. Well, neither of us are AR-15. I'm not gonna listen to it, because it's Cause it's dumb and you full of shit. But if you have that reason, lay it out there, and I'll tell you that you stupid. Cause there's no fucking reason that all these people gotta die so you can have an AR-15. Cause you don't fucking need it. ISIS ain't gonna come and take your Xbox. Then they gonna fucking take your hot pockets out your fucking fridge. None of that shit's argu- gonna fucking and, and, happen. And your
1: argument is just just banning that gun. Period.
3: No, my argument is that we need to stop using old legislation to define why we need this shit civilians don't need this kind of weaponry if you want your guns and you feel like hey the constitution says i should be able to have a gun already you fucked up because you signed some old shit that shit don't even matter today right now right now we live in a world where 1776 rules don't apply like you can't tell me that 1776 rules apply right now it, it, it don't make any fucking sense so if you want that shit Tell me why you need that shit in this day and age when all you do is fucking go to work and you come home and you eat a cheeseburger and you go to sleep and you feel like you need an AR fifteen. You don't. So I feel like if if it were up to me, gun legislation would be on some shit where I still feel like people should have a right to buy guns just for protection. I mean, especially like we live in Detroit, dog. Like it's 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 real out here, man. Like, so I get the I get the the need to feel like you need a gun but i feel like we need to be way more strict with uh who can buy a gun i i can get people's like people's reticence to be like well if the laws are saying that we as common citizens can't have guns but the criminals are gonna still be out here buying shit then it's just not an even playing field i get that but we to figure out a way to make it so that Regular motherfuckers can't just be out here buying high powered military grade weapons and shit like I'm not going to fight anybody's right to have a handgun. I'm not. But when you're extending that logic to gun ownership as a whole, when people are dying for no reason for you to have that gun that you don't need, you're going to have to come with something better than constitution shit. I need actual real logic, not like, well, there's a law that says no. Tell me why you need that shit. And then we could talk about it. Don't tell me that the law says, no, that's not good enough reason. Because there's way too there are children dying by the by the hundreds. Kids dying. Can you sit there in your seat and tell me that you need that gun so badly that it offsets the fact that kids are dying for no fucking reason? I don't think no one I don't think even No one's gonna say that, but that's what it is. Like what you need that shit for? You don't. You don't. Paramount to everything, we just stop having situations where people can roll up at schools and kill kill kids. We just we to stop it where people can just like roll up on like the lodge and just start shooting motherfuckers. That it didn't happen. Nobody I don't think anybody in that lodge shit got killed or whatever, but like we need to have it to where you could stop just having these mass shootings where black people die in churches and kids are dying in schools. All this shit just because there's a law that says I have a right to have a gun like that. Kids lives to me are paramount to your right to have a gun. Like if, if it were up to me, I'd rather have a whole bunch of alive kids and no guns than have guns and dead kids. I don't get. I don't get how you could say, like, I should have a gun when kids are dying by the hundreds. Like, it's not like, hey, a child died. It's like kids are dying in droves. So you can have and you so you can have the right to have a gun that you are not going to use. You're taking that shit to the fucking gun range and sh- firing off guns because it makes you feel like your little ass dick is bigger. Like, they don't make any fucking sense, dog. I, so I guess. So my. I guess. What? Do you, how do you think
1: taking away guns from legal owners are going to help people? It'll help when there's illegal people acquiring guns illegally, though. I think that people being able because to. Because we're saying, because your argument is basically that no one should have it legal or Ill- illegal. But when illegals are doing the same thing, what do you do? I mean, you can't. There's no. Nothing you can say about there's nothing no one can say about illegals doing shit with illegal guns because you could take the guns away from people who who because you're saying take them from anybody which are people who are say a friend of ours who has guns who who isn't doing all this crazy shit and then so then you leave people who are shouldn't have them or not supposed to have them they're doing the same shit you you can't take them away from people who don't who are not supposed to have them how do you do that
3: i think that we need to look at the greater good so if you say hey i need guns because people are going to acquire them illegally regardless i think we need to work on making sure that they're not acquired illegally and obviously we can't just like flip a switch and make it so that people can't acquire guns illegally but i don't think we can use that logic as a as a reasoning to make it so that anybody can have guns that they don't need because like it it seems like a uh a slippery slope like okay so if i don't have my whatever gun that you don't have no business having if i don't have that gun all these fucking people who can buy guns illegally are going to be able to do whatever it is that they do and like you can't. I I feel like you can't really make that leap because you can't say just because X amount of people are going to have illegal guns that everybody needs to be able to buy all kinds of shit that they don't need just be just on this theoretic like this hypothetical idea that these criminals are going to get guns and shoot them up. I, I I look at it as like almost like a greater good situation. Like if you. Have people who say, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, be able to buy this gun illegally." You can't look at that that group or that elite, that small group and say that that is justification for everybody to have shit that they don't really need.
1: No, I don't think it's justification. I'm just uh, the for for the rationale that you that you built is that you take away these guns of people that you know don't need for whatever reason, and then they're still killing with these
3: guns. Then what? But will there still be, be killings with those guns though? We don't know though. No. You know, don't we, know. But we do know right now that these people are buying guns and killing motherfuckers for no reason. And we do know that. So then the, the thing should be then
2: you attack the source. It's not once the guns are in the gun store. It's before that. It's the manufacturers. Like why are they why are these guns being manufactured at such an alarming rate? Because they're Somebody's making money off of it. So once you attack that problem, then I think because legislation, I don't think would it's not going to change it. It's not. I don't think it'll change the situation. I think, yeah, I don't think legislation. I think the idea it. is that
3: like if if we change legislation where uh, civilians can't get guns, I think the idea that a lot of those supporters, are, a lot of the people that support being able to have the guns, I think there are ideas that if we have legislation where. Uh, civilians can't have guns. Then all these criminals who get guns illegally are just gonna run rampant.
2: Right. So I I get that part, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so the guns are coming from somewhere. Like, even though you know they sell kits and you can build your own AR-15, but they sell the kits that allow you to do that. They they manufacture the guns that can be bought. So it seems like nobody ever talks about like you have to attack it at its source. You have to attack it at the gun manufacturer and say, hey, yeah, I just, and y'all have to keep track of, if you're going to make 25,000 guns this year, we need to know where these 25,000 guns are at. Or why are you making 25,000 guns?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, I mean, it, I, it. If you're going to shift the blame, I, I would definitely want to put it towards that. I just don't understand the logic of taking it from people who are not going to do these things versus the people who are. Going through these, so I mean, because I feel like the argument, you know, I keep using Chris's example just because we, we that's the only person yeah, we know. It's a good. Example. That's the only person know with guns, but I think almost like the argument is that at some point he's going to be like, "fuck this shit" and start shooting up people with all these extra whatever gun he may have. And I don't think that's the case because I feel like you're saying we're taking we're taking extra guns from people who are not going to do this stuff for what because there are people who are going to do this stuff that are not these same people so we take them from them and what it's still gonna be crazies that have guns however they acquire them and shooting shit so it's like questioning why someone has 20 guns and not doing shit with them versus questioning how are these other people acquiring guns who have these mental unstable activities and shit. That those are the people I feel we should be really questioning. Like, how are they getting guns and why are they getting guns and stuff like that? We take his guns, there's that's shoot that shooting still at because those guns aren't gonna get in the hands of these other people unless there's a a, 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 a theft ring where people where people are stealing guns from people who have these guns and going out and doing all of these, you know, crazy fucking, you know, shootings and shit. So that's why I don't under I don't understand uh, the argument of of taking this say same people who we feel is not gonna do fuck shit and then you have all these people who are like, how are they get? Cause my my, my goat is like, how are they getting their guns, and how do we make it harder for them to get their guns? Not necessarily taking them from folks, but how do we get them to not get the guns that they get? Like, how does that happen?
3: I think my point is that I'd rather I'd rather Chris have fewer guns. I'd rather there be legislation where Chris is less capable of buying guns, so that everybody is less capable of buying guns. It's not like, hey, let's take Chris's gun so that everybody else cannot buy guns and do crazy shit. It's the idea of like, if we don't do anything just so that good people can keep their guns, then people are going to find a way to get guns and do fucked up shit. So why don't we make it so that the people who are going to get guns and do fucked up shit, let's make it harder for them to get guns. And if, the fall off from that is that good people have less guns. So the fuck what? Who cares? If, if if the psychos are able to are have a way harder time of being able to get guns or they can't get them at all. And that means that somebody like Chris can't get guns at the rate that he would like. Fine. Who cares? He doesn't need them. I'd rather the psychos have no guns and Chris have three. Then the psychos have three guns and Chris have six. That's my point.
1: Yeah, I get it, but that's, that still puts the, the it still puts the greater burden on people who are less likely to do to do anything versus the psychos who. It's almost like if the well, psychos get them, it, I, I don't look, know how they got them, but fuck, it, it's it's fucked up. Well, you're like, looking
3: at it like the people who have the guns that aren't going to do shit are being punished, and that I don't think that's the case. I think we're looking at it as like they're not being punished; they're just being restricted, and like there's not. Any flaw in being restricted. Like we're not saying like. Hey Chris you can't have guns anymore. Because all these crazy people are out here shooting motherfuckers. It's like. Hey Chris. It's going to be harder for you to get a gun. Because we don't want these crazy motherfuckers to be able to get them. He could probably still get guns. He, he Chris is a stand up dude. Like he's a good dude. I, man Chris is like. I want to say Chris like a brother to me, man. I love Chris, man. He's a great dude, man. I've known Chris for a long I mean, even, fucking even, time.
1: Even Chris on, 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 we, on the status I've seen about you know guns, even he said you know uh, cause I think I forget who was it was somebody's Facebook status and they was talking about it, and even he said he was for sh- more strict uh, gun laws.
3: Yeah, that's be, what I, I that's think what most doing.
2: responsible.
0: That's guns.
3: all I want, are, you know, so because, that. yeah, That's yeah. all I want, and that's that makes sense to me. Yeah, I and, and I think and I think
1: like you say most and most all uh are for right. stricter
3: stricter ones. I think look you know, at it like they are going to be able to have guns no more. But, Ain't nobody saying not, that. Ain't nobody that, saying like let's ban us all guns forever for, for everybody. Well, Nobody's you know, saying that.
2: At that level when you're talking about that, that's that's a political hot button. So that's where the Republicans would say, or the the extreme right would say, oh, they want to take your guns, you know, and they go, they take it to an extreme. They don't, and then that's not the case. I know it's it's not the case, and it and there has to be some sort of happy there has to be some sort of happy medium for it. Um, I'm all for more strict gun laws if it if it keeps psychos from getting guns, and I agree with that. If you're a a, a sane, a law-abiding citizen, you still have the right to own guns. But let's just make it harder for idiots to get guns. Right, owe, exactly. That's owe. all it is, oh, man. Yeah. I don't restrict the gun, gun legislation so crazy people can't get it. But if I don't own any, but I
1: plan on you know you know getting one or two or whatever the case. But if it's harder, if they want to run my shit more for that, that's fine because I feel like yeah, in, in hopes that that's going to restrict somebody, you know what I'm saying, from getting one that shouldn't have one. So I'm definitely, you know... So we're all in agreement. Yeah, we're definitely... That. Yeah, we're definitely, no, yeah. yeah, we are. That's I guess, what, yeah, what, I guess my I'm question saying. was, I, f- I felt like the, the argument you were making were was I'm gonna say punishing, but it was more stricter on people who say are saying enough to have guns versus the people who aren't, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't call it punishment. I
1: would just Yeah, I I wanna say punishment, but I I felt like I felt like it was more stricter for people who already own guns who are less likely to do something.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not endorsing taking their guns away. I'm just saying like if you're if you're a person who is a a big gun fan and you have X amount of guns because you have that ability to get that, I don't want you saying, Hey, I wanna be able to Collect my guns freely while people are dying for no reason. Like right. let's make these laws stricter so that this shit doesn't happen anymore, or at least we could curtail that shit to some degree. And if you say if if you are somebody who is like, hey, I want to buy hypothetically, I want to buy 10 guns. And with the current laws, you can buy 10 guns. And now you can buy your 10 guns, and now there are kids dying in schools. There's gay clubs being shot up on some dumb religious shit. All that kind of dumb shit is happening. And then you're saying like, hey, I don't want these gun laws because now I can't buy 10 guns. Fuck your 10 guns. You don't need 10 guns. Get three guns to where the laws are more restrictive so that people who are doing this dumb shit can't buy these guns and can't do all this crazy shit. And now you who you're a legal upstanding citizen, you're a good dude like Chris, you're a Stand-up citizen and you can buy your guns, but say now you can only buy three. Are you really gonna bitch about this legislation because you can't buy ten? Like, it don't it doesn't make any fucking sense. Make the law stricter. Get this shit in some kind of in some kind of uh restrictive legislative shit so that any old body can't buy guns at this point. And he made the point that he was able to buy it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what kind of gun it was but it was some like assault rifle type shit and he was able to buy it virtually with no issue Make it so that any old body can't do that type of shit and then if, if that leaves you to the point where your ability to buy guns is limited why are you complaining? You can still buy fucking guns get what you need get what you want whatever the case if you're a law abiding citizen you're going to be straight you can have that shit and you can live and you can prosper but Why are you arguing about your ability to be able to buy whatever the fuck you want while kids are dying and gays are dying for no fucking reason? Make it so that you can still buy shit, but you can buy less shit just to make it so that kids can live and the gays can live. Like, Why are you putting your ability to buy 10 guns versus three over all these people who have died? Like, Your ability to buy a gun that you don't need is not tantamount to being able to preserve this life. Right. That's that's the only point that I'm making. I, I get what you're saying, and I wanna
2: just kinda put some numbers behind this. Go for it. Um on the gunviolencearchive dot org site, as of june twenty second. Today. As of today, number of children age zero to eleven killed or injured, two hundred and seventy. Number of teens age twelve to seventeen killed or injured, one thousand three hundred and eighty. As of today, there were 150 mass shootings in the U.S. Of all these shootings, only 765 were for defensive use.
3: Okay, so I heard only 765. What was the number that preceded that?
2: The number of teens killed or injured, 1,380 as of today there were 24,900 incidents involving gun violence okay that led to 6,381 deaths okay of that 270 were children age 0 to 11 uh and 1,380 were ages 12 to 17 so
3: so 1,600
2: 1,700 kids basically so what what point are you making i'm 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 kind of backing your your play here. Like it's something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because it's just it's out of control to have 150 mass shootings, and it's we six months into the year, so we're on pace for 300 mass shootings.
3: And 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 really, if you're a a gun nut or you're somebody who just likes guns for whatever reason, how can you? Sit and feel like you're right to own whatever whatever gun you please. Your personal rights somehow, outweigh the rights of the exactly. Art. How does that how does that I outweigh all these dead people? Like I don't get that. Like I don't understand why you feel like that shit is somehow paramount to your uh, to all these all these lives that have been lost. Yeah, I don't I, understand I totally that. Get that. And that's that's just my whole point, man. Like I want to cut down. On the the lives that have been lost needlessly Just so people can say I have a constitutional right to own this gun Like that to me does not balance out All these lives that have been lost
2: Well you know People pick and choose their fights And they usually use arguments that benefit them And that's just the argument that benefits them It's our constitutional right At one time in the constitution We as black men were only three-fifths a man Exactly. So we know like, that's God, not cool. How can you cool. say some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, you know that's not cool, no one. So yeah, I get what you're saying, <laughs> and I agree. I agree to the point that something needs to be done. I, I I don't believe that our Second Amendment rights should be taken away, but I do believe they should be hindered, restricted, well, it
0: regulated. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the
1: the laws need to be adjusted. Yeah, the laws too many to
2: people be are dying to senseless gun violence, and that's you know that's just nuts at this point.
3: And I mean, and we, just so people can and, say I have the right to have a gun like, and that's not and, justification.
2: And then the problem I have with it, like the reason that we're talking about this is because of the spotlight that happened in Orlando where 49 people were killed. We had that same weekend in Detroit. It was 21 murders to gun violence. So it's not just that that's splashy. And that's a that's a headline. But it's happening every day around this country and we have to do something about it
3: absolutely yeah
2: all right so um
3: let's get to some lighter
2: shit right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: um so i mean i could pull up um baylor's other email i'm sure it's gonna be uh much lighter than this Is says yg over trump i don't know what the fuck you about to be talking about but uh we can play it and see what he's talking about
4: What up, though? It's BGG. Hey, so I got two emails. But one is I want to address the the question that Otis sent me on Twitter. That shit was hilarious. Um, So he asked me, how could I like YG? So I don't like YG, but I don't dislike him. Like I said, it's all a culture thing. It's the shit, the type of music that he makes... This type of shit that we kind of grew up on in the 90s. It ha- his music has like a 90s feel to it. So, yeah, he's one of the new, he's part of the new era. But his production, the shit that he's talking about, um, it's just a newer version of what the shit we used to go through and what we used to see, what we used to listen to back in the 90s. So we kind of like, you know, it, it, it kind of wakes us up a little bit. Um, he's not lyrical at all We can chalk that shit right up He's not lyrical at all But like I said It's a culture thing It's kind of like If you want to compare it to Another uh, area Let's look at Houston Houston like The, uh, the early 2000s Uh, When they first When I got first introduced to The chopping Screw shit I didn't know what that shit was I didn't really care for it I didn't understand it I'm like why is this shit slowed down And why is it stuttering I didn't understand (laughs) shit at all But I had to realize that that was part of their culture, that's what they did. And they was sipping on cough syrup. Did not understand that shit either. Nobody was sick. Everybody was doing good. <laughs> immune systems was excellent, but that's
3: what they was doing. He said immune system was excellent. In LA
4: and in the Bay Everybody Area, was sick. I don't care. Look, I don't care where you went in your life. I don't care how much of a square you was. You could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be a preacher, you could be the president, you could be half of Jesus. If Doctor Dre came on or if a DJ Quick Beat came on, my nigga you gonna dance. Now, anything past, you know, anything going east, I don't know how, I don't know what y'all niggas was listening to like that, you know what I mean? But this is what we grew up off of. A lot of people don't like gangster rap, a lot of people didn't understand gangster rap, that's perfectly fine. If you watch some of these documentaries and shit like that, they'll teach you about the gang culture out here. We actually, and you didn't even have to gangbang. You just had to be around it. That's why I can get a pass. I can say blood and crit cuz all that and I get a pass I just we just grew up in that culture so when his music comes on and it's only certain tracks music come on nigga I'm gonna dance you know if niggas grow it up see walking and yeah, shit I mean, like that throwing walk. up gang signs I don't throw up
0: gang signs I'm not
4: that stupid <laughs> but you know this is what we grew up in it could have been totally different you know what I'm saying just like look at those New York and New Jersey niggas It's different. You go to Florida... They got upbeat music and up-tempo music and shit like that. I don't understand that. Flowrider, is he a rapper? Is he an R&B singer? He's a, he's like a hybrid. What the that fuck is it? You know what I mean? But in Miami, that's what they you know, that's what they listen to. So, that's basically it. I don't like the nigga. I don't dislike the nigga. The nigga is I just there. The you know, he's a young cat from the West Coast, so you know what I'm saying? I, I show respect and I ref him, but now. I don't
3: it's
4: not an album in my library. <laughs> yep, that's
3: about it. About that. So, um, what made you ask him about YG? I
1: I strictly asked him because he was a Cali artist. That's and it.
2: Baylor, there was, he's and
1: he's from Cali. He you know, know
2: 2 guy for Cali. Yeah, yet.
1: so that was that was pretty much my my. Life. I had no real like. There was no underlining. I mean, I, it wasn't like he was like a some dope ass. You know, I listened to a couple of songs that was like, you know, cool beats and shit. But, you know, I was just curious. I never really heard of him, and I kept seeing a lot of tweets of people like liking him and shit. So I was like, eh, let me ask a nigga from Cali. See what he say. But, yeah. So, that was it.
3: Yeah, I don't, uh... I don't know who that is. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't know who he is. I don't know his music. I don't know if he could be whack, he'd be great. I have no idea. Yeah, so I don't know. But yeah. Um so um let's get into wait, no, no, no. We had um
1: we had a we had a, a uh email I mean a, a Twitter question.
3: Yeah yeah. Um let me put that up. Uh so fuck. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna feel bad 'cause I am i am i going to feel because i do not really know how to say the name though. Um and we never asked him what his name was either. No, we didn't. Um at, Just
1: spell it. Fuck it.
3: Okay. At that Shafi. C H A U F I E. Uh, I don't know what that is. You can feel free to let us know what the fuck that means or how to say it, whatever, the pronunciation, all that shit. But um He asked from uh he said from a person who is always <sighs> let me start over. From a person who has always had love for Detroit from afar What makes you have mad love for your city? So we can start with uh, O and we'll work our way around. Um, Why you got love for Detroit? I I think, you know, being like born
1: and raised here, I've always been around people. I think it started just being around people who took just great pride in the city, you know, as far as just i remember going out of town as i was younger and every time you know you were mentioning you from detroit you got like you were like almost praised in the sense of you know surviving the city and you know things of that nature and so i think that's how it was i was younger but you know i could you know i've always appreciated the music that was here the uh the the contribution you know to the workforce you know uh, a lot of folks migrated here, you know, to Chicago, to, you know, to Michigan for the, the auto industry. I think the auto industry is a, a huge reason, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of black folks, you know, are here, you know, because of work and things of that nature. So it was always, I felt like, you know, a a, a working city. Um, I've always loved the sports here, you know, I don't know. I, I think, you know, it's just I don't know. I think I, uh, the more I think about it, I really don't have a a, a, a concrete reason, but it's just I just is what I know. So you know, I think that's that's kind of it. I feel like I could, if I sit here and listen to you guys say your reason, I probably be like, yeah, that too. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, what yeah, I'm that's saying? a good one. I to go right, with that one right, too. right. But you know, I you know, it's 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 what I know. Well, for me, uh,
3: it's it's the hometown and. Actually, before you uh, proceed, uh, let our listeners know where you grew up at.
2: I grew up a few places, but my. Where do you
3: identify with
2: most? Scott and Warren. So just uh, west of the number streets. We're smack dab in the middle of the number streets, actually. Um, And as somebody that has been a few places, the love that you get being from Detroit when you go places is is crazy. Like just like O said, like people like always want to ask you a thousand questions. Like, is it really as bad as we see on TV? And and you just don't see it like that because you're from here. You know what I'm saying? So even though it's bad and it's a lot of fucked up shit that happens here, it's still home and it's still still where I was born and bred at. I mean I I love this motherfucker. I love this raggedy motherfucker for real. Like <laughs> When I used to go places, like, you know, it'd be nice to be in Cali for a week or whatever, but you always wanted to come home, you know, and that's just it for me. Like, and I actually lived in Atlanta for a little while, but I even when I was living in Atlanta, I was in Detroit more than I was in Atlanta, just because I, I just love this raggedy motherfucker,
3: so. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always like, I've always been somebody who's like loyal, and I think there's a a loyalty factor that boils into it, cause like you you're gonna be loyal to where you're from, and like you said, you lived in Atlanta for a lot of t- for a long time, and you always felt like you was back here more, and that's how I felt. Like I had a a two year period where I was living in California, and the shit always felt so fucking foreign. And right. what it really boils down to is, it's not like there's a distinct factor you can point to like hey this is why i love detroit it's like you love detroit because it's your home and you're loyal to it and it's where you were born is where you were raised and i think there's a special kind of uh yeah um i think there's a special kind of a person that can be made from living in detroit like it it, it defines who you are and it it It's kinda hard to explain, but it's like you feel like you're a stronger person from being from here. Absolutely. It like help it helps you feel like this shit made you like a better person because you had to deal with whatever shit that you had to deal with. Like everybody who's from Detroit had whatever kind of issues that they had to deal with. Whatever wherever you might, whatever part of city you might be from. So you might be from this hood and you had this shit to deal with. You might be from this hood, and you had this shit to deal with. And the way I look at it is that like it makes it makes you it it defines who you are. And like I feel like being from Detroit, I've never felt like I can go somewhere and feel like I'm uh at a disadvantage. I guess would be the best way to say it. Like I could go somewhere and I always feel like being from Detroit, I'm always like prepared or ready or able to be wherever I'm at. Yeah. And I felt that when I was in California, when I lived there, because it was like I went to, um, I, I guess, you know, Baylor would probably know. But like I went to like areas that I heard in like Dr. Dre songs and shit like that. And like when you listen to gangster rap in the 90s, they paint L.A. as like the craziest gangster shit you know and like i never felt like wow this is scary like i felt like
2: you feel like you put that d hat on and you can walk up anywhere like you good on any martin luther like for real exactly
3: it's like you you feel like you 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 made your bones somewhere you know so like you don't ever really have to feel like you out of place or that you scared it's like it made you who you are and you feel strong and you feel like you know i i made it to where i am right now because of w- where i was born or where i grew up and shit like that yeah like it, it, the, the, you you gain some pride from that like if you grow up in some like soft ass fucking suburban shit like it, it's not the same like if you grow up somewhere hard like detroit it, you you gain a certain amount of pride or
1: uh confidence i would definitely definitely agree with that at uh, and you know, when I, I living in a in a projects, it was always so weird because I I've seen so much crazy shit. Is that when I heard of other shit, and I'd be like, man, I ain't shit compared to well, the. Let me tell you, right right right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right.
3: But honestly, I think that that's why it was so crazy with Jeff. I think was it Jeff Emerson was like, well, you don't know about jitneys because oh, you yeah, must yeah. not be from the hood. Like, nigga, I'm from the fucking hood. Don't
1: tell me that shit. <laughs> well, it was kind of crazy, you know? It's like I've been Fuck to I've been to a you know I've I've been blessed to be able to travel a lot, you know, when I was younger and been to a lot of different places, you know, just national or international. But honestly, I think the 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 I think the most challenging times is that being on the east side. Yeah. Being a west side or being on the east yeah, side. Yeah, was totally like the good. craziest shit. Yeah. Like when I was younger, so when I was younger, I played in I the, there uh, the mic. he about to get real. <laughs> no, I played in the uh uh Spencer Haywood basketball uh um uh program. I remember Professor Haywood, oh yeah. uh D player. legend Yeah. Yeah. So we always played on the east side for games. And every time we went over there, it was always like a big ass fucking fight and shit. Like I never understood like the origin of like why Eastsiders siders and west siders had issues and shit but it was us every fucking time or well, I would go to the east side I would never know the fucking streets don't know how to fuck to get around and they got all those one ways over there Yeah it was always so crazy but I I think that was the, like the the most stressful part is a as a detroiter and being a west sider is going to the fucking east side Yeah
2: like the <laughs> saying always goes like New York is always if you can make it in New York you can make it anywhere but I feel like that's Detroit for real like if Absolutely. you can live here like you can go anywhere and we prove it time and time again because we got people that migrated just recently you know when the auto industry took the hit and people felt like they had to get out you know they moved to atlanta a lot of them moved to houston and then they take over like they had these groups like these detroit groups and wherever we go like we post up and this is our shit now like this detroit south or detroit west or whatever it is so yeah, if you' from here, you can you can go anywhere, and and you put that uniform on, that D hat, and some Air Force ones, and you can stomp anywhere in the United <laughs> States or in the world. You know what I'm saying? No, it's true. I laugh because yeah, it's, it's the absolute it's truth. Because you could always you can be anywhere. My homeboy who lives he lives in Phoenix now, and moved there. Didn't know anybody. Said he was out one day at the club, and the dude walked in, looked him up and down, and said, "You from Detroit, ain't you?" <laughs> He's like, me too. And you know what I'm saying? They just hit it off. Like, you can always recognize another person from Detroit no matter where you go. And that's. that's I remember being
1: to Central and seeing. Uh, hanging out with some folks on the weekend and seeing a dude like, that nigga gotta be from Detroit. Absolutely. And a nigga, nigga had on, like, Air Force Ones and a guest outfit.
0: I was <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, that's gotta be a nigga from every Detroit. Every
2: time we would go out of town, be it, like, you know, to the All Star game or uh, uh, Super Bowl or whatever, like, the first stop, you know, you're going to get your outfits, but you're going to make sure you get you a crispy D hat and you're going to get you some crispy Air Force Ones because you got to rock that. Like, that's the uniform when you out of town. That's how they know where you're from. I remember when I out
1: of town for uh, uh, honeymoon and we was out shopping. She said, where you going? I'm like, I'm going to Liz. Like, I'm Gotta getting get a D hat. <laughs> she said, why are you buy a hat? I'm like, I just, I just got to. So... So we've kinda, you know, talked about the, the, the you know, why we, you know, we like Detroit and that, that. What what do you hate about Detroit? And what do you dislike the most about Detroit? Kind of a plot
2: twist, but Yeah, yeah I see. I, I wonder where this is going. Uh what do I hate about this? Cold winters? <laughs> that's about it. But that's the same thing I love about it too, how we have four seasons, like <laughs> I've been places where it's just hot and hot turf, like you know what I'm saying. And we get the benefit of having four different seasons. We get the rock minks and shit. Like everybody don't get to dress like us, you know, and all that type of stuff. Um, other than that, it would have to be probably like on some the the fact that as blacks in Detroit, like we not. On the same playing field As our white counterparts Like that That would probably be The biggest thing for me But I think that's A Worldwide problem I don't think that's just Something that's Yeah know, That's unique more of to a, Detroit. Yeah. That's more of a life issue not Yeah I don't Detroit think shit. That's unique to Detroit
3: Yeah I, mean, I, I Personally I don't have any complaints Like I have complaints In the sense of like When shit When individual shit Pops off Like oh this shit happened And that's fucked up But like I personally, I don't have any real issues with being raised here or being born here, man. I I feel like, you know, for the most part, people look at me and I'm light-skinned and I've had to deal with like all kinds of crazy shit throughout my childhood and, uh about being light skinned cause you know light skinned motherfuckers are typically interpreted as being soft and all that shit and I, I got to mad fights when it's I was a kid especially so you
1: know what the fuck a Jitney was man, man said,
3: fuck y'all dog man this Jitney shit is dumb dog fuck that shit man Growing up that. on 12 miles ass hate man. that fuck <laughs> <laughs> I hate that fucking Jitney shit dog but I mean man I I I don't really have no complaints man I feel like it made me like a stronger person I I I really don't feel any fear going anywhere, and I, and that sounds kind of dumb, but like at the same time, there's a lo- there's a lot to be gained from that. No,
1: that, I think that's 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 real. I I, I second that. Like I don't have yeah. I don't I don't have a fear of going anywhere. You know, of course you you know you you use caution whenever, but you know, but it have, you, sm- you smarter though. Yeah, you, know, like, yeah, you use caution, but it's, it's, it's smart it's, caution. Smart. Yeah, yeah, smart yeah. caution. Yeah, I don't I, I I agree with that. Like you know I well I agree with the fact that you know I don't. I don't have any fear. I think, you know, Detroit, uh, I think I was street smart enough to in a lot of stuff that I, you know, I'm definitely good. You know, I, I use better judgment, things like that. But if I had, a thing that I don't, I don't really care for or dislike or something about like current Detroit or things like that, is that I wish that the transformation, like, for those who are not totally familiar with Detroit, you know, it, there are, like, great things going on downtown and things of that nature, businesses and, you know, culture and things of that nature. And I just hate now that that the city starting downtown is, like, damn near becoming whitewashed. And what I hate most more about it is that our people don't take advantage of the good things that are happening in the city like you got people who my sister don't know shit about downtown really
2: and uh-huh. then you know and, what that's that's and, strange because haven't been other places and i used to always tell people like we had such a unique situation like that we were allowed to go downtown and hang out be it at bell isle or whatever jefferson i can remember jefferson being bumper to bumper on a weekend or whatever and when you go other places like when i go to chicago my homeboys that live out on the west side, and I'm like, oh, I'm downtown at the W or whatever. They're like, oh, well, call us when you want to come out here because we don't come downtown. Like, they don't do it. So we always they're had
3: they talking about downtown Chicago? Right. Okay.
2: And, what's, and to O's point, like, that kind of thing is happening down here. It's getting to the point where people are not going downtown anymore. Right. Why not? Just because they they feel alienated. Yeah, I do oh, okay. like,
3: oh, like they were scared or something. No, no, shit.
1: I think it's just they don't feel comfortable. They yeah, don't, they feel, don't like feel like it's, for it's them shit anymore. that they Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I know I know tons of fucking hood people who don't fucking like unless they go down. I mean, if you count downtown going to the fucking Elysium or some <laughs> crazy shit like that, but you know you would name a sh- you name some shit like green dot stable or something they would be like what the fuck is that or you know camp you know but now everybody probably know about campus Marshes. but you know random shit like and the problem I think that we can we can still populate these areas but they just don't do it and that's one of the things I hate too is that our people a lot of our people and I say everybody because just a lot of hood folks don't want to do that shit and I'm like you're able to you're not you're not restricted from going downtown and like experiencing you know all of these you know things and shit but you know
2: niggas know Heart Plaza and that's it and Like they, they only knew that when stuff was going on yeah like when Summer Jam yeah or Plaza you know the, and the like fucking that. Ribs of
1: Soul Fest or some <laughs> shit or you know niggas know Heart Plaza and Bella that's it yeah, and, you agree. know, and and that's the thing that bothers me is like it bothers me is that you know the city is becoming whitewashed starting there because obviously it's it's really there and it's moving out. But it bothers me more that people don't take advantage of doing shit in the city. That shit bothers
2: the fuck out of me, man. Like, like you, you you know, you'll have I get, people I definitely that, get that. Yeah, you'll have people that come here that that's not from here and they'll be like, oh, I had an awesome time. I was at such and such, and you'd be like, you'll have people like, what? Where is that at? Like, oh, it's right down here. <laughs> like what? Like you. It's crazy how yeah. people don't get out. But in other places, like you see, and i I, I like to see if Baylor has something to say. Because when I was in L.A., like I got cousins that live in L.A., like they wouldn't leave a six block radius because that was their hood. And they refused to leave. They wouldn't leave their hood. And a lot of that was because of the gang culture and all that. But that's all they would know and i'm like y'all niggas got to get out and
3: see some shit like so what why do you think folks don't want to go downtown or because they're they unaware like, of uh anything outside of Hart plaza or campus marches of bell isle i think
2: because of what's happening with the resurgence and all that they feel like they're not a part of it and they don't they feel like oh i don't want to go down and you know and be around all them white people and all that but that's that's crazy to me like this is your city like this is right. your home like, right. Go down there and make them be comfortable with you being there. Just don't be down there acting like an asshole.
3: That's interesting. But yeah, and i I, I, I haven't think, really I haven't really experienced well, you, or, you, you, like, I mean I I live down there but at the same time like I live down there because I mean I I live down there but I'm constantly interacting with people who work at quick and loans and shit like that. So these are people who are these migrants who come in from the suburbs and they're here now and they're like, hey, we have all this shit that It's safe for everybody So I don't It it almost kind of feels like I'm withdrawn from the hood Like I didn't know that who the folks are kind of like? Yeah, I don't really feel like I don't really feel comfortable going down there or whatever. That that's interesting to me. No, yeah. it's,
1: it's crazy and it's real as fuck and it's like sad. I don't get that shit, dude. Like I've always you know been a one to just explore different places in the city, wanted to learn more about different places. But niggas don't, niggas will, will will go to fucking random bars on fucking Greenfield or wherever these fucking places at. But they would like don't go downtown and you know what I'm saying shit like that. And that shit always like. Bugged the shit out of me, but it's like you I know, know that it's interesting. Yeah, it, it's nuts, dude. But it's it's like it's real as fuck, dude. And it's crazy as hell to me. It's like you can't, and it's like you know I was out if I had a moment I was just pissed. Like dude, there's so many fucking white folks downtown. Like white folks ain't never really been downtown unless it was a fucking Tigers game or a Red Wings game or some shit. Right? You know what I'm saying? But now it's like you be downtown any given moment and you see like white people everywhere. Well, and I know what I'm saying you know in the, 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 the white people say, but. Detroit isn't made up of white people. Detroit is fucking with 78% black and shit. Like, you know, where are these people coming from? But you know, there's a, you know, a lot going on downtown and I just, you know, another thing I hate is that it's just not spread into like the communities that's needed. You know, they want to put a fucking soccer field fucking downtown, but it's like tons of fucking neighborhoods that could, you know, use funding, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's 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 deep, dog. It's real deep, nigga. Like I say, I took my sister to uh, remember the uh on deck at the top of, the, uh, yeah, of the, yeah. uh majestic. Took my down there. She didn't know where the fuck that was and where the fuck we were and all this wow. shit. And I don't think my sister represents uh, a lot of people, but she does represent a good. Number of folks who don't know yeah, about yeah. shit, you know what I'm saying, in some you know different areas. I was just like, wow,
3: that's interesting. I I didn't realize that a lot of people who are who live here who are from here don't really fuck with downtown like that. Like that's, that's like, and this it's
2: basically been you know recently since the resurgence and all that. Um, they don't go down and take advantage of the stuff that's down there for the, for the offering. You know what I'm saying, and that's crazy.
3: I feel like it's it's like a, a kind of a vibe where people from the hood kind of feel like it's not really no hood shit no more. But at the same time, it's like it's shit's way more open. There's way more shit to do. Like, yeah, it's it's like you, it's sometimes not like, you
2: gotta let that hood shit go and experience. Yeah, it anything, exactly. but a yeah, lot of people don't like, want to do that.
3: Yeah, I mean? it's like it's still it's cool to be down there, man. You can still go down there. You can still go go downtown and see people from the hood and you can still kick it. You still got spots like starters or you got like a uh, Hopcat. like everybody be, you know, all kinds of different kind of people be down there, man. It's, I would tell people from the hood, like, man, Hey, come down there, man. Like it's, it's good ass bars. Cool. People It's like, yeah, it, it is kind of whitewashed a bit, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you can go to a spot like that and kick it with dudes who like are from, the suburbs like royal oak or some shit like that but they're down there and they like it's mad cool people man it's human human interaction man it's like yeah they might be from royal oak it might be a white guy they don't make them a bad person or 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 some kind of shit like you know you can still keep with these people and it's like i've had really good interaction with folks down there it's like oh yeah yeah,
1: i think it's great down there i mean in some aspects you know you you see people that you know it's not it's not like you know you walk around People pointing at, you know, like you the darky hmm. darkie on the block or some shit and you know <laughs> what I'm saying. But at the same time it's like I I don't I wish I wish people would feel that they'll feel more comfortable in the city they've been raised in all their life. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's the shit that kinda bothers me about it. Like, this is your fucking city. Take advantage of all of the good things that are starting to happen, all of the, you know extra shit, you know. Take yeah, advantage
3: man, of Yeah, man, we that we had a um over in Cadillac Square, where I live at, they got fucking basketball hoops up. It's like mad folks out there hooping and shit. Uh, there's like um uh yoga and fucking all kinds of exercise shit going on. It's like, it's not like you have to come down there like, hey, I feel weird if I go down there and it's like, not crazy ass club shit. Like the the club shit is still popping. Like you can still come down there and experience that shit too. But it's other shit that you can come down there and do. That. There's like so many fucking opportunities downtown, and opportunities in a sense of like shit that you can do. Like there's so much shit that you can do downtown. Like so I I would feel bad. Like I I don't know. I don't really know what's popping off. But like I would feel bad if there are people who are from the city. Who feel like they can't really go downtown because it's like it's so much shit popping downtown like downtown is live man it's a lot of shit popping dog like i I really really enjoy living downtown it's like i i do wish that like hitler came back and killed all the homeless niggas but aside from that like (laughs) downtown is popping man it's nice man there's a whole lot of shit to do crazy crazy bars and you also got to take into account that being perfectly perfectly honest the 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 white flight that is currently happening downtown you got white folks who are coming from the suburbs and shit like that they feel they feel like they're outsiders they want to be involved so you go you go to these bars and you go to these events and shit like that these are cool ass white folks man they just want to kick it they want to drink they want to shoot the shit like they cool man like you can go down there you can get drunk and, like, the, the fucking white folks, man, they're like, hey, hey uh, oh, where you from? Hey, let's talk. Let's kick it. Hey, we buy you a shot. Like, it's, it's like, mad cool down there, man. Like, if you, if you exclude, like, the idea, like, the homeless people, because the homeless people are all, they on fire downtown. Like, the homeless people are taking that bitch over. But, like, if you exclude the homeless people and shit like that, hitting up, like, bars that used to be, like, complete, like, dead zones, dog. Like, bars, like. And these are like classic bars, like The Well and shit like that right. downtown. Like, th- those bars are popping right now. And they're popping. Yes, they're popping with white people. And you might feel like, oh, man, there's so many white people down here. But at the same time, man, these are they're still cool people, man. And, right. And, and, for and record, coming from me? Right. Like Mike oh, yeah. <laughs> said. If I said
0: they're
1: cool people.
3: people yeah, it's you like, you
1: it. know, I don't have nothing, you know, at this moment in life. Personally, against white folks. I just know that Detroit is not full of white people, and to see so many white people in such concentration, they're not from here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have so many folks that are here that don't utilize all of the good things that are happening, you know what I'm saying, in the city, especially downtown. And I just like, dog,
3: just, you know, like what the fuck, man? Like, it's so much, man. We got a fucking Nike store down there, man. <laughs> Begging ass comic book store. Crazy fucking restaurants. Any crazy kind of food you first, like, you can go first there. Time
1: I, I had been to Vicente's for the first time. And I had no idea where the fuck it was. Like, So we took my uh, my father-in-law to Vicente's for Father's Day.
3: Vicente's is, is a a, a Cuban Cuba, spot, by Cuba, the way. Cuban restaurant. Yeah, And
1: I was like, and I hate, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes. I'm like, why the fuck? I don't know where this is at. Like, I had to Google it. And I'm like oh like i know the <laughs> fucking area and shit but i'm like i don't know where exactly like i got i feel it's like so i am know right now though like you can't really
3: fault yourself but that's so, like that's never so so been different. there though
1: forever it's like asking where the fuck is you know uh what's henry the hatter and shit like you just know where that shit is like you know asking where you know what i'm saying. I don't know, the well is. It's like, you know, shit like that. It's like, you know, I just like, like, I should know where this fucking place is. And that place has been there for fucking years. And I had like no fucking clue, like, in my head, like, where the fuck that place is. But like, as soon as
3: I got down there, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like right Oh, it's right here. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I would definitely encourage people to come downtown, man, because it's so much crazy shit downtown. It's dope, man. Like, and it really is, there's a part of me that is kind of like, Oh man, it's they're kind of like pushing black folks out and bringing white folks in. You got the hipsters and shit like that. There's a a large part of me that is is like fuck that shit. But at the same time, man, there's so much community downtown, man. Like you come down there and you go to spots like the well. The well is a perfect example, man, because the well is like a a primarily like uh, what they call it, like a dive bar. Yeah, it's, it's like a, dive, a dive, dive bar, man. But you it go is up a in dive there. Bar. Yeah. yeah, it's a dive bar. But you go up in there, man, and it's like it's good people in there. People who just want to. I prefer the Baltimore over the wheel, but yeah. He mentioned a spot that's next door, but <laughs> <laughs> like, it's uh same shit. But uh, yeah, people just want to come down there and get drunk, shoot the shit, kick it. It's it's nothing, man. It's it's nothing. Though. I
1: mean, I think people have always come downtown for like mm-hmm. a few things. Heart Plaza for festivals, the fucking fireworks, which will be Monday. Which I would definitely. Are stick. they really? 27th monday oh shit i need to tell all right to take off <clears throat> and i think we got invited down there too i gotta think what yeah um yeah so fireworks heart plaza for whatever fucking festival and that's pretty much it and i can think of the people who like black folks flock downtown for something they don't go to tigers gang they don't go to red wings games they i mean you know that was the stuff that you know was the I well, know. well, for the most part, you know, the masses—not <laughs> the folks. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't do all that stuff. So, because it's like you know, I go to Tiger game, and you know, I was always, I was, I was always used to seeing like, if like if I was downtown for some odd reason, and I see a influx of white folks, I'd be like, oh, must be a Tigers game, or oh, must be a Red Wings game, depending on the season. Right. But now it's like random ass Tuesday. It's like. <laughs> Tiger, ain't no Tigers game on this
3: day. Like, down you know. here
2: deep as fuck. Right, yeah. right. Hey, right.
3: Speak, hey speaking to somebody who lives down there, like I can go outside any time of day, and there'll be white folks doing their daily jog. Yeah, this is where I was just some, running around. That's like, just something jogging. I never
2: saw. And I went to never. school. Never, I it's went to crazy. school with Cass. so I was downtown all the time, and you never saw that. Never. I
3: and was, they will, they will be just down, like jogging. Hello, open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember.
1: It's interesting. I remember. I don't know what I was. I think I met. Uh down. he was, well, somehow we were both in the area, so we had met down and we was drinking beer, we hmm. br- brought a fucking 12 pack to campus marshes, this before it really built up and okay. you could actually bring something down there without being, you know, accosted or some shit, <laughs> but we would <were> sit down <laughs> yeah, there, <I'm> <laughs> and nigga, they was giving fucking tours, it was a fucking tour group down there. Now that shit is just common. You see tour groups all the time down there now. Yeah But I was like a fucking tour y'all did touring Detroit?
3: Like a <laughs> tour group? Like hey, what the fuck? Hey but let me tell you, man, these tour groups are fire though. Like oh, I'm not it's just it's just no, weird I, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying, like they're they're fire. I had um I hadn't been on one, but like the when I went to do a tour for like houses and shit, the houses that were on sale the same people that put the house shit on sale, I mean the house tour, popping. They also do like regular tours, like tours of downtown and and surrounding neighborhoods and shit like that. The tours are nice. Like they give you a strong history. They it, it's it's solid, man. The tours are nice. We did really a nice. uh, me me my wife. Uh, that was was it, Chris? Might have been Chris.
1: Might have been Chris. We did a scavenger hunt down there. Well, we met up uh, where the, it was near like the Book Cadillac. Yeah. And you pretty much, you got your list of like scavenger, like. Book Cadillac is a hotel, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Book Cadillac Hotel. Actually, it's called. No, it's West the Western. Westin, Westin. Westin, yeah. Westin. Yeah, Book Cadillac. No, but Westin. it was the Book, the Book Cadillac, Cadillac building, whatever, if you know that building. We did a scavenger hunt down the there. And it was nuts because you had so many local facts of like artifacts and stuff like that. Like, uh, I think. One of the what well, i think one of the the facts was like the origin of where Detroit started was like either the the central point was either i think it was either at campus marshes or a part at uh saint campus marshes yeah saint campus yeah saint campus marshes it was like a the origin was like at that point or whatever and i was like man why don't i know this shit yeah it's like, actually a plaque down yes yeah, a plaque down <laughs> there for that shit so it's like you know we was learning just random ass and i was just like why my niggas in the don't know about like these random ass events like a scavenger hunt and shit we did yeah. this for like four hours running around downtown and shit but like you know i don't know i i I just want I just want our folks man to be able to to take advantage of, you know, I had a friend ask me like, "How do you find out about this shit?" I'm like, shit just out there if you want to do shit, you know what I'm saying? You could go to fucking Opium on 8 mile for fucking brunch and shit if you want, but shit, you can go downtown yep. and have great fucking food everywhere. You know what I'm saying? From fucking and I admit that I was never really privy to knowing as about court town. As much as I know now. But Corktown mm-hmm. is like dope as fuck. Like all of the different restaurants and places and shit like that. I yeah, you know, I just I just want people to just explore more
3: and shit, man. Just drive down fucking Michigan Avenue, dog. Just like you know what I'm saying? Just drive around. Right. Michigan Avenue. Like, that's not even a Detroit thing. Like it's Michigan Avenue, dog. Right, right. That bitch runs to Chicago. Chicago, dog. You like can literally take Michigan Avenue. Yes, all the way you can to take Chicago. Michigan all the way to Chicago, man. Like Michigan is the spot man yeah we got a lot of great we got a, like a lot of great history here we got a lot of people who while we do kind of like complain about like the white watching of downtown like there's still people who who have come in but they really appreciate and enjoy the shit and you can go out to all these spots you can kick with these people and they'll you know they're mad cool people man so it's 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 a really great a great time downtown i got I like it down there i I have my issues with it, but at the same time I'm like I'm not going to complain about those issues because I feel like I think it's more for me I have more pluses than you know my complaints. Exactly. You know. there, there's way more positivity to it. So and, it, and and if you focus on the positive shit it's it's worthwhile. So um we're at about an hour and a half. Let's talk about some of the shit that we had on deck. It's been an hour and a half. If we ever talked about none of our topics. <laughs> so um I got a few topics on deck, but Let's try to we'll see how many we can hit up before we uh feel like the shit's gone a little bit long. But you know how we feel. We don't really care about time and shit like that. Yeah. We we kick it, we drink it, we smoking. We'll talk about whatever we gotta talk about. So let's let's get to the most pressing fucking matter, dog. <laughs> let's talk about fucking game seven of the NBA finals, dog. Let's talk about that shit. Let's talk about it, man, because I'm ready. We oh. haven't had too much sports shit. Really? But like we need to get in about Game 7 and about really? the NBA Finals. Let's do it. Before we get in,
2: let me just say this. We were on this podcast a few weeks ago when... Uh, Last week? No, no. <laughs> it started a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. When when OKC went up 3-1 mm-hmm. on the Warriors and we were like, oh, Warriors are fucking done. Warriors won that series. They did. They did. Warriors went up 3-1 on the Cavaliers. And last week we said, "Oh, it's over. Brown and them going home again. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen." So let me just say this: the Lions will not win the Super Bowl this year. Since
3: I just need you to explain how you made that transition, because every, <laughs> everything That's said, transition the total ever. opposite happened. Oh, okay, I got you. So
2: I'm just gonna say the Lions will not win the Super Bowl this year, and maybe, hey, maybe we can get lucky. Gotcha. Okay, Let's Name seven. It. Let's do it.
1: I mean, I don't even know. I don't know if there's really much to say about Game Seven. Game and Seven. It's plenty to say. Yeah, it's a lot to say. It's plenty. I mean, I mean, the better team obviously won. LeBron has been the beast the whole fucking you know series, and I just go back to the episode where where uh, Jay called in and we were like you know praising Curry and Curry was gonna you know do his thing and Curry fucking had a flat tire the whole fucking series. Yeah, let's just
2: say some of the shine came off of Steph Curry in this series. Kyrie Irving undressed him
3: time and time again. So let's talk about this is the most this is the most interesting to me. Where do how does this affect what Golden State did in the regular season? It doesn't. And we mentioned
2: that before. It still didn't well, see I feel different about that. I mean, I I, 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 as far as what, I feel like it was. Who gives a shit? Yeah, y'all went seventy three and nine. I seen a meme that said uh, it had Jordan and Pippen, and they're like, yeah, seventy three and nine is
0: nice. <laughs> but seventy two and ten with a
2: ring, ring to it. has a better <laughs> ring to it. What well, well, the thing? Yeah, I saw that too. I thought it was corny, but, but I
1: think was. <laughs> We, we talked about it before because even when when Golden State was down three one that they were still wouldn't even been in con, in contention of being any great because Chicago was never down like that so I felt like even then even if they would have won it the argument still would have been. Well, Chicago never was down that much, or whatever. So I felt like they was they was done from the beginning. Like even if you want to argue, Golden State was a superior team, it would have went to the effect of like games won in the playoffs and stuff like that. So I,
0: already, I I
1: I already had felt that that was a losing battle with the arguments of Chicago versus you know the, the Chicago of what that ninety six yeah you know, ninety six versus you know Golden State that they lost that then. So,
3: two questions. And I think these are the two prime questions of this shit. One, how do you feel Golden State not winning affects their legacy overall? And then two, how do you feel Cleveland winning affects LeBron's legacy overall? Um, I think, for the first question,
1: I think Golden State has a lot of... A lot of questions to, to answer. A lot of re, like rebuilding because they can't they can't continue with the what they were doing. I mean, and and it almost you almost want to say they were lucky, like they had a lucky fucking season, like regular season because they were nothing of the regular season that they were in the playoffs. Like it was like a whole fucking different team, and it's like a team that that averaged so many threes, Curry shot. The thing was, I, and I'm trying to wonder, like, was Curry shot that fucked up during a regular season that he just made them, And now that he's shooting those same, like, contestant shots or uncontested shots, was he just
2: really getting that fucking lucky or he just broke down? You know what I mean? I think part of it was when you're winning, shit is a lot easier. So... Him pulling up at twenty eight and twenty nine feet and knocking it down, it's all good when you win. It, but yeah, you make playoffs a, is a different animal. Yeah, right? you yeah, you got to see the same team every game.
1: Yeah, you make that you make that shot in the playoff. The thing is, if you make so many great shots in a, whatever, say regular season, whatever, you make so many great shots and you make you make, you shoot so many wild shots and you make them. No one's really going to question. You're taking these wild yeah, ass I've shots. Yeah, I seen
2: him take a 28 footer, and they say, "Well, you know, that's not a bad shot for him because he's taking that shot so you many know times." What? It right? is a bad shot. It, it, it's it, a it, terrible it's shot. It's a bad shot if it doesn't go in. And,
1: and because he missed so many fucking shots, he 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 had so many more turnovers, missed so many shots, foul trouble, all that shit. He was just terrible. I mean that. I mean, there's nothing you know other than you can say he was just terrible, and that was it. You know. To, to answer the second question, as far as LeBron, LeBron is is inky himself to be, you know, one of the top players in the league. He was, he was definitely the best player in the playoffs by far. There was no other player that you know was in his in his league. Uh, Kyrie Irving was was awesome. Um, their supporting cast was supporting cast. You know, they played their roles and they played them well. And you can't. Uh, at this point, you can't really question the moves that, you know, they made because obviously he was a, a intricate part in coaching decisions, personnel decisions. And he he's going to, you know, definitely going to be respected more and, you know, in the league period. You know, there you can't question the guy who 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 comes back for three to one, leads his team and they win and kind of handpicks the players that are on the team when he win you can't question that now he lost you question everything and they why, you, at, they why you why you fire black why did you know you hire Lou why do you you know what I'm saying you question all that shit when you lose but when you win all those are good decisions because ultimately it helped you win so you know there's nothing there's not a bad fucking thing you could say about LeBron and this season
2: ever, ever. there's nothing bad you could say he he's done great yeah and I think as far as his legacy. That win, LeBron. LeBron. Okay, cemented his legacy because he made a promise to the people of Northern Ohio that he would bring a championship home, and he did it. So, is he's pretty much locked in. And I said it earlier, what he'll have in Northern Ohio is as close to having your own country as you can have, because he will be a god in Northern Ohio from here on out.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I I I think that you know he he could pretty much. I don't know what the 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 uh, his his contract situation is, but I feel like he's at a point where you just put a piece of paper on the table and you say, this is what I want, <laughs> and you know you just make it happen for him. Like
2: I don't know what you know, and I think the contract issues is probably. Let's say it's not like he needs anything. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he signs any type of long term deal. I think he's basically signing one year contracts from here on out. You think he? Can,
3: you think he's going to change teams? I don't think he'll change
2: teams. You can't, I think, no, you
3: don't change teams. I no.
2: think the flack that he took and the damage he took to his brand by leaving the first time. I don't think he ever wants to go through that again. Agree. And then the fact that he brought a championship. He, yeah. I think he'll retire a Cavalier. He, he left. Chicago, he left Cleveland because.
1: None of the shit that they wanted to do worked. None of the people they brought in. They brought in fucking Shaq. They had, you know what I'm saying, Jameson played. Didn't Jameson play? Uh, yeah, Jameson ja- was there. They brought in Who? Antoine Jamerson. Oh, okay, Jameson. he played. Yeah, yeah. They brought in all these people and nothing fucking worked. And I don't blame them for leaving. I I, I hated the decision. Yeah, like, that, that whole, like, incident. Yeah. But I don't blame them for leaving. I'm always, I've am i been a big fan of players being able to pick and choose where they want to go. Like, I've always hated when people hated players for being able to choose where they wanted to go. But when a a team trades you, it's all good. Like, the mach- when the machine does it, it's just accepted. But when a player decides they want to go somewhere, it's always, you know, flat for that. So... I've always been a fan of players being able to go where they want to go and things of that nature. When when you know LeBron when well, LeBron and, and Bosch and, and Wade signed in Miami teams knew three, two, three, four years before that, when they first signed, their their years were going to expire that year. Teams started planning for that shit. Miami planned the best and they did it. So it was like I, I didn't I didn't knock that issue, but you go where you know the, the best situation for you. I mean, he could have just stayed in fucking Cleveland, and who knows what the fuck would happened. I don't he'd think have been he'd been close
2: again and again. Yeah, yeah. Like he, I think I think as he took control as a player and say, look, this is what it is. Y'all don't want to give me what I need to win a championship. I'm gonna go get me a ring, and that's what he did. He went and got a ring, and then once he got the ring, there he said, okay. Now I can come back and I'll get y'all a ring and, and it's, did that.
1: And I think a lot of it is I, I don't understand a lot. It's a job. It's definitely a job. You you say you you, you work in you know in whatever place you're working at and shit's not working out the way you want to go what do you do you like fuck it i'm out i'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a job. different place and do what i do best there and if it don't work out there i'm gonna go somewhere else if it's working out here i'm gonna stick that shit out and that's it you know and i think that's what he did and so going back to cleveland i thought it was a good move because you know as a basketball player it seemed i or any sport it always seemed like people felt more the most comfortable when they was able to play for their home team, like you know, people strive to be able to play if if the situation works out, play for their home team. And like, then,
2: how many people actually get to do it when they're in the prime of their career? A lot of times, you see, guys, no, you're on the, down, yeah, a the lot down, of time, downside of yeah, your guys shit. go home, and you know, it's always on the downside of the career. A couple guess, of exceptions is LeBron and like Derrick Rose. <laughs> Um,
1: Nigga signing day contracts to retire. And yeah, but by the time play. Chris <laughs>
2: Weber came to the Pistons, I mean, it, it was over with. Like, right?
1: could you imagine Chris Weber playing in the Pistons at, in his, like, Golden State era? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? On a awesome. Bullets, <laughs> Bullets era and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts, Mike? Like, what do you think as far as the, the, the Golden State's legacy, LeBron legacy?
3: Well, before I touch on that, what do you guys think about game seven? I thought it was like the game
2: three. specifically. It was the best game of the series by far.
3: Yeah, it was the best game of the series, and I think it is, How do you feel about how Golden State
1: played versus how Cleveland played? I mean, it exposed Golden State. It, well, I thought that Golden State was still it was still crazy close, although they shouldn't have been. Like I felt that they Cleveland at, at some point it felt like Cleveland was keeping them in the game. They were they were still standing the game. Um, the Splash Brothers was like non-existent it was a pretty much uh you know draymond green and when i seen him scoring so much and doing so much i was like they fucked because he doesn't he there's never there's only been a few times in the in the season where he's been like the leading scorer of shit and so it was like The fact that he's, like, the leading scorer and and he's making the most fucking threes, I knew they were fucked. Like, it it was just, I felt it was, he was doing so great, and it was still, like, they still don't have a fucking chance. Curry was, you know, he he got back in foul trouble. You know, he had crazy turnovers. He was doing stupid-ass passes and shit. They just didn't play smart ball, and I felt they played desperate ball. Like, Curry was shooting, like, like, it's one thing to shoot like a set three or just shoot like a desperation. The time is running out three. And I feel like he was shooting like these desperation threes, like the whole fucking game when he didn't necessarily have to. And that point I feel like he was just shook. Like, I, I I will want I hope that they somehow if he end up doing some kind of interview talking about like the playoffs and shit and like what was going through his head like during that game. But I feel like he wasn't there. Like, he really, like, he, the most emotion he showed was game six at the end of the game when he was ejected. Like, he didn't show, like, there was no, like, there was no emotion. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you have to you, you have to want it more. And you have to show it, you know, especially for his teammates' sake. And I don't think he he showed it. You know, I don't know if, if Curry is, like, the designated leader of, the, of Golden State. Uh, yeah. If, and, and if he is, and he probably is. That's a good, good reason they lost. He didn't have
2: leadership qualities throughout that, that series to me. I, I thought a lot of that came with the pressure of being up 3-1. And then now we're in a game seven. Mm-hmm. Like the same way that we, we dis, dismissed OKC. We're on the verge. You know, they they the collars had to get tighter and all that. Because now you're saying like we're in the same situation that we put OKC in. And it's come down to one game. And it's one game where we're the best team in the league against the best player in the league. And this is a case where the best player in the league won that battle. And and if you go on that, the best team should have won. You would think. Yeah. You know but, what I'm saying? But it wasn't the case.
1: Like I felt like that that I guess the best best word I can like muster up in my my uh low level of English language is <laughs> Is complacency like I feel like they became so comfortable? It's well, strong, they, they became strong words, sir. They became so comfortable with how they were winning in the season that they was like it has just come, like yes. the shots are going to come. And then, like you, you think of like I don't know which games, but I think it was like game fi- game five or something, maybe game five or game six. Like they were so hell bent on the three. They were passing up
2: open twos to shoot a three because the threes kept them in the game throughout but that's, the season. That's that's a sign of desperation. And I think that's just the pressure of we're up three one. Okay. Okay, they won. So now it's three two. We can it, still win it. it. Now it's three three. Wait a minute. And and <laughs> in addition to that, I think it was terrible coaching. Like they never adjusted. There was never like, you know, we need to go inside more or any of that. There was well, never to to that point they did lose Andrew Bogut. So they did go through something that Cleveland went through but the that's year what, before. It, but, yeah, but
1: even with one person, I felt like they still – But he's an important – No, no, he was. Teams. He was. But that that killed all of the inside game. I felt that he wasn't the total inside presence as far as being offensive. Bogan was especially important on defense. But as far as offense, no one wanted to go to the hole anymore. I mean, uh, Dollar could go to the hole constantly if he wanted to. Um What's the player who got had a knee injury? Uh, I can't think of his name. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston yeah. could drive to the hole. You know, he'd done it countless times, and they never they never utilized those guys like
2: constantly. Like it was, I mean, consistently rather. It was it was a, a rush to three point. Yeah. Well, do you think like because that's that was their that was their philosophy throughout the whole year. They would they would bury you in threes, and they would get up on you so far that they would put you in desperation mode, and When those jump shots wasn't falling, it just seemed like they didn't know what to do. Like, we don't know how to win now. Like, we don't know what to do now.
1: Yeah. and and I Because
2: it it worked for them all year.
1: And I don't know know if I'm talking to you or somebody else, but I feel like their best defense was to – I mean, it seems silly, but to score more. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, and it was three-pointers. Like, their best defense was to score more threes because they don't play great defense. Well, and, that
2: that got exposed.
1: Yeah, and, and obviously that got exposed. But they don't play great defense. So when they couldn't play, they couldn't hit threes. They even—it's almost like they didn't even consider a two-point shot. <laughs> like it was just like
3: threes are nothing. It was one of you know the, the. I watched Golden State work their way out of two-point shots. Yeah, like we are of, gonna fight. To avoid two pointers, <laughs> we're gonna fight to. Let's avoid. move it around until we can get an open three. Exactly, like they they will pass up a good two pointer to force a bad three pointer. And watching that, I was like, they they don't know what it takes to win. Like at, at, that sounds crazy because they they won seventy three games, they won a championship last year. But I didn't see too many of their games, but. The ones that I did watch, I watched them force threes. Like, we are going to make a three happen when they did not need to do that. And that shit, for me, watching game seven, I saw that shit tenfold. They had so many opportunities where they could have played smart basketball, worked the middle, tried to figure out a way to get a good two-pointer, get to the line, do whatever they could have done. They could have made that option, and I watched a guy like Steph Curry just try to find a way to force a three-pointer. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get this three off no matter what. Yeah and And it's the perfect case and point that
2: the perfect case and point of that is that that the last possession of the game when he had Kevin Love on. And he danced around
3: on the (laughs) three point line to get a three point shot up because he had Kevin Love. That night, all I posted on social media was the fact that Steph Curry lost them that game because he was so insistent upon taking a three pointer that he did not need. There were fifty-two seconds left, and they were down by uh I wanna say it was probably four. three. But I it, think it was four. No, it wasn't more than a possession. It was like two or three. Okay. It was one possession. They were down by a single possession, two or three points. And Kevin Love guard and, and this is complete respect to kevin love kevin love deed him up he did like kevin love had him dog and they i've heard so much shit in the aftermath about how cleveland needs to do do away with kevin love and all this shit and he was trash. and he had two points all that shit kevin love's defense on steph curry on that play i feel won them that championship because he he guarded steph curry When Steph Curry had no intention but to shoot a three. And I think that hurt him. Because if you know a guy is going to shoot the three. Why guard him to. Why guard him to. To. Blow past you, like if you know he's not gonna try to blow past you, and you know no, he's gonna try to pull three. Because they through, knew he was gonna force this. Yeah, thing. just guarding was three. dumb, on that,
1: and it was dumb on, on Golden State part to even push that. Like you know he's on that big ass fucker was on him for the sole reason of keeping him from shooting a three or shooting a good three because he's gonna pull regardless, and and he did and got blocked. But that was just the dumb, and I and I think that summed up their season as far as bad fucking decisions. It and was. like I say, and I felt. It was bad playing. It was bad coaching. It was just overall just 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 bad basketball.
2: But the thing is, is they were successful doing that very thing. So it's hard to say, oh, that was bad coaching and back because they won seventy three games playing. Yeah, that exact but the thing is, way.
1: but the thing is, if it's I say it's it's not bad coaching over the season. It's bad coaching at that moment. Like you still got to adjust to like changes and shit. And if you don't,
2: if 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 it's not, it, it ain't. It didn't work the whole game. His three was off the whole I game. I get it. I get what you're saying, but I'm saying from their standpoint, this has worked. Well, they
1: are not gonna for, see it as bad bad coaching. I see it as as, as bad as, as a bad decision, which they set up for that shot. And you got to think. You, I think you would have to like say, okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Curry. Curry's gonna shoot the three. No one tried to fucking pick. There was no one to get love off of him. Like, that's why I mean, like the like the bad coach and bad plan. Like, he just tried to just do moves to get him off of him. There was no pitch set. There was nothing to like distract love off of him. And it was almost was like 52 it was,
3: seconds. It back. was like
1: an isolation. Like, you can't it just didn't seem like that was the best the best move. Like,
2: pass off. Give I mean, it back. Yeah, it probably wasn't. But like I said, they had been successful so
3: many times. But you can't. Say hey, we've done this x amount of times, so it should be successful. When you were in a, it, it's just smart basketball. If you're down, I wish I could remember. I feel like they were down three. No, actually, I know they were down three because somebody on Cleveland hit a three. I think it was Kyrie Irving hit a big three right before it Actually, I'm I'm positive. Irving hit a big three. They were tied. Right. Irving hit right, a big three, three and, then, and put him up three. 92-89. And the is when Brown got fouled and got hurt. Yeah. They, no, that was after. After the Steph Curry yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. Irving hit a three. Cleveland went up 92-89. 52 seconds left. There is a – 52 seconds in basketball with timeouts is an infinite amount of time. Why is Steph trying to force a bad three when you have 52 seconds left? You can get a quick two – and play strong defense and try to get a stop or and, a foul and do whatever. And even even above that, Clay was 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 shooting a lot better than him.
1: Mm-hmm. Why wasn't oh, he Clay shot a lot
2: better than him the Yeah, thing.
1: so why wasn't Clay in the equation for that? Like my thing, I'm thinking like okay, and it's this, not time this, enough this, to this, force is, that. This though. is hindsight, of course, but. I feel like, you know, you have like, okay, you have like these like decoy out of bound plays where you have one person they think is going to get the ball and someone else get the ball. They tried
2: that on that first when they had a foul to give when they ran Steph Mm -hmm. off that little flare and they gave up that foul. And then that set up that last possession where, you know, he did a stupid dance and shit.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I didn't think it was just a good ball. But it's like, if, if you don't, uh, so, okay. So if you, if they're sticking with, you know, that's what we did and it worked. I feel like this is going to be a hard offseason because if they don't want to change the things that they've done, the
2: bad shit that fucked up, like how, how are they going to change anything? Well, they're definitely going to have to change now because Cleveland showed that they can be beat, and they can be beat at home, and they can be beat handily. You just have to do these things. <laughs> Steph Curry is a liability on defense. So you put him in the pick and roll, you get him to switch, and then you go at him every time. And that's the best way to take a shooter out of the game is to make him play defense. You I'm going to say,
3: say something crazy, but based on what I saw in Game 7, Steph Curry's a liability on offense, too. Because if you're a guy who you are the guy on your team, you're the, you're the go-to guy, and you're going to do something... Where you're down a single possession, and you are going to force you go out of your way to force a bad shot, then you're a liability on offense too. Oh yeah, too. absolutely. Like I he, he, I can't feel bad for him. I feel like he's gonna spend the off season. He should at least spend the off season feeling like he cost them that championship, and he should and he did. Yeah, because he know. should not have. He he went out of his way. To force a bad shot. It's not like he was beat up so hard that he was like, I have no choice but to jack up a three. He did everything he could in his power to lose Kevin Love so that he could shoot a bad three. It wasn't like he could have blown past Kevin Love, no problem. But he wanted a three just to tie the game. Just and they, to they knew popping. it. And they knew it. Because it, it was easy
1: for him to run past him. Easily. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if they if they feel like you know that was that was the best option they had, I feel like they're gonna have a long next season and develop you know just you know just changing stuff, but I don't know I mean they played it you know, and we said it before it's like even with that great you know I'm saying regular season, it meant nothing because they played nothing like they did those you know that the all of those games yeah well, it was a, it's a lot
3: different during the regular season. Yeah, but even if in the regular season you are knocking down three after three after three after three, you still have to play smart basketball. It's dumb basketball to force a three when you are down by three with 52 seconds left. There's no reason to do that. And I think that he has a lot to think about. And it makes me think about, uh, I think maybe, I don't know how many episodes ago it was, but. I raised the point of the idea of getting rid of the three-point line. If there were no three, if there was no three-point line, how differently would that shit have gone? Right, Remember, and, and we talked about that. I talked I, about. I think that's interesting. The, the The idea that right now the NBA is very, very tailored to the three-point shot, and somebody. The reason the conversation came up is because somebody I think it was. Uh I'm not gonna say who it was. I, I don't remember. So I mean but that, that somebody that, mentioned the idea of a four cha- point line. That changes the dynamic oh, yeah. of
1: everything though. I mean,
3: you have, you don't have a you don't have a
1: three point line. You may not have a successful Golden State team. Yeah. You you That's have the point. You don't have a three point line. You don't have a successful Cleveland team in the first three games of the playoffs. You know what I mean? It it, it changes a lot. You know what well, I mean? But
2: huh? the thing with Cleveland, they took threes, and they took a bunch of threes, and they were knocking them down. But you got to know, if need be, they could have adjusted and did something else. They could yeah, have. they so, smart. They yeah, could have. But it seemed like, like you said, they couldn't adjust. Like, it felt like
3: three we was, there was no other option other than right, three-pointer. We
2: we're going to knock this square peg in this round right. hole because that's what the fuck we've been doing all right, year. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> that's it, it,
3: not it, smart. Even it, if you've made that shot. All those times, it's just not smart basketball we, to force it with that much time left. It's just dumb. If we're going with no
1: threes, I felt like the 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 uh, Pistons series would have been a lot closer. Uh, I feel like a lot of that, you know, like if, if just, I mean, of course, it's all hypotheticals, but that took that took the Pistons out of their their game. The threes were just like the most craziest shit ever. Like I I, I didn't know that Cleveland couldn't make that many fucking threes no i didn't like, yeah.
2: Had, like oh yeah they never went so, on a run. But I after mean, game one i yeah. was like there's
3: no way to keep this shit up and they kept it up all the way to a championship so it's possible but like i i just i don't i'm not a big fan of this whole it seems like the the nba is moving to this like three-point shit and it's exciting to watch when you have a team like golden state who's knocking them down but when you are playing bad basketball to the point of like, hey, we're good with knocking these down, so we're just going to force them just to, because we're confident we can knock them down, or we're just going to pass up good opportunities and play bad basketball to do it, now it seems like a hindrance to the game. And I feel like Golden State could have won that series. Like, they could have done something. Well, but like, they, you
2: feel like they should have won. They were they up, up three, three games won. and won. right? So, yeah, but
3: even if you, if you throw that shit out, like, even in that moment, like, down three with fifty two seconds left. There are so many options. Why do you have your best player forcing a bad shot against a power forward like him Like it's just it's just bad. It, it looked sloppy. It looked oh, uh,
1: it, it didn't look. It was it was fucking sloppy as
3: fuck. It was sloppy. It was uh, I don't want to say immature, but it was like it was just like you. You don't even know what you're doing. Like, what are, maybe you, the
2: what are moment, you talking about? Maybe the moment was too big at that point.
1: So we talked about. So there were a couple of like records and or like crazy things that happened with this series. One was uh Kyrie Irving. He played great uh, most of the series, but the one game he uh, tied with Wilt Chamberlain for scoring plus forty, shooting seventy percent. So that was the one kind of cool stat. The other kind of crazy stat. Or a crazy like instance was Anderson Vereja, I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, good enough. He's he was the only player to be traded from a team and play that same team in the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he also gets and a ring. He also no gets what.
1: a ring no matter what. <laughs> so if you're Vereja, do you take the ring? Absolutely, you why take not? the
2: ring. Yeah, we're not. It's yours. And you're staying with the team
1: that you, you're playing with.
2: Yeah, I mean, he don't get to come to the ceremony and get his presented, but, they, you know, they ship it to him in a UPS package. Do you something. keep it, though? Do you, do you yeah, feel like absolutely. that's what a compliment, though? Because I don't, I don't think, as a competitor, I don't think you feel like, well,
3: I don't feel like I earn this, but, I mean, they owe it to me, so I'm going to take at, it. At the same time, too, it's not like Anderson Vareja was like, he wasn't a big factor on Golden State, but he wasn't a big factor been, on Cleveland though. But he's, but he was no, but a he's been a factor on years. Cleveland
2: for a long time. Yeah, man. he was there for ten years. They, they kept saying he was one of LeBron's favorite teammates. So.
3: Yeah, so I'm like, if, if I'm Anderson Raja and Rajah, I get traded and I get that, I get that ring, but I, I'm I'm still I'm I'm taking. Now, did he
1: get traded? No, he so he got traded while while uh, LeBron was there.
2: Yeah, he got traded to Portland. Portland cut him, and Golden State picked him up.
1: I feel like if, if yeah. So Yeah, okay. No, that was a dumb question. Never mind. I'll it. I take one. it. Um so I, don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I would probably take Bob I feel like even my years being there doesn't doesn't deem me like a champion. I don't know. Like if I'm you, still taking
2: it. He right, was there right. in oh seven when they lost to the Spurs. He was there the year after Brian left when they went from first to last. And he so, was always a factor. He yeah, was in yeah, a like He, the the like he, he played dude. his dude. Yeah, like, but I feel like if he was such
1: a factor and kept, I felt like they probably Lebron just would have kept him.
2: But he just he probably just didn't fit. Like if you look at the way they were made up, like it was really no room for him. He didn't fit. They had to get
3: that spot shit, for somebody.
2: It, man. I'm shit. definitely taking it. Yeah. After all the shit I went through, I'm not saying I. I, I,
3: I if I'm he not, was bottom of the line type nigga, then I can see you having a feeling a way about it. But he was a factor.
2: Yeah he, good, of, yeah, he like went through a lot of time, shit in Cleveland,
3: and even if he wasn't a factor at that moment, he was a factor for like the vast majority of the time that Cleveland was a factor. So I, I would take it even on general principle, like
2: hey, I don't know if I'd be wearing it proudly everywhere I went, like yeah, you know, yeah, hey, I would. Do
1: you even wear it though? I don't know. The, the thing is, I
2: don't see. I don't know. I want
1: to. I don't know if I just see him like you know he out of the you know the All Star game next year and he got on his ring like nigga no <laughs> like you still play for the same team that you lost to with them like now nah, if you done fucked around and got traded or something you ain't I, gonna I don't state think no he'll more. be
2: he won't be there next year I don't think he'll be there next year I think they basically picked him up to fill a roster spot mm.
3: so how do you feel about LeBron's legacy? Like I said, it's it's, 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 it's bright, it's, it's dope. I, I think, think he, it's cemented. Yeah. He, I'm he. not a fan of his, and I've had, like, I haven't been around Shade LeBron, but like, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of his, but at this point, like, if you're a guy who has some kind of, I don't know, animosity, or you're bringing up anti-LeBron shit, you're, you're just full of shit at this do, point. Do, do you think... You can't, can't really <laughs> argue against him at this point. Do, no. you, do
1: you feel that... Do you, either you feel that... For... Kyrie doesn't get the credit that he deserves as far as being on that team? Well, Kyrie's a star, but
2: LeBron's a bigger star.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll ask that because I've seen a few different posts on, on like Facebook and Twitter about him not being, but I feel like he's not the star. He did great, and he, did, he played well, but he's not going to get anything compared to LeBron as far as you know, notoriety and contributions to the game.
2: Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's a champion and he was an yeah. integral part of that. He is. he's got to build off of that. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna eclipse LeBron in Cleveland for being a star. It's like who do you,
1: who would you like if you had to compare a, a player to Kyrie from the ninety six Bulls? Scottie Pippen. So, if, if it's Scottie Pippen, you know what I'm saying? Do, do, do people make a fuss about Scottie Pippen not getting enough credit? I don't think so. Like, I just no. don't think that happened. Scotty I mean, like, Scottie he,
2: Pippen is still a top 50 all-time player. He's a six-time champion. Like, you got it pretty good. Like, And, and you got a front-row seat to see the greatest player ever to lace up sneakers. And Kyrie's kind of in the same position. Like, you are playing next to the greatest player of this generation and you got a chance you won a championship like you got to go for that ride and fuck it like if if it costs you a couple of dollars on the back end and so be it but you could go somewhere else and be your a big star by yourself and never win again who wants that like just like i hear people say like his record uh, lebron's record in the finals is you know three and uh three and four like that's crazy like do you know how many Past NBA stars would kill to be three or four in the fucking finals, like a bunch. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and to lot. be in the final six straight years, like it's 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 just certain shit you just can't argue, and that's just one of the things like you can't argue.
3: Yeah. So um, you guys think we should wrap it up or maybe hit one more topic? Because we didn't touch on hardly none of the topics. I, I mean, had
1: I think there. we had a good, we had a good, we had a good episode though. I think mean, I think we we. It was what we made it, so yeah, yeah it's, it's, it you know dope. no they, they would never know what we didn't talk about, so sorry <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah, so I think we uh, did good um so if that's the case, you know thanks to uh to uh, to jeff uh beta the great for their uh their their if say emails but their their videos uh we definitely encourage. Folks who uh to send in we we like we we oh shoot oh yeah we did it we did his never mind I was talking about the, I was thinking about the Detroit thing but that was uh um uh, the tweet the the tweet that we uh addressed so that was dope yeah
3: um, that was uh at that <coughs> shot <laughs> T H A U F I E you you just gotta tell us that yeah
1: that I, I, that I'm gonna have to tweet him to ask what is. is what's the phonetic <laughs> what's the phonetic uh, pronunciation yeah of that? so um at any rate at any rate so. Um, if you do want to send us, um, any, uh, feedback, you can, uh, tweet us either at, uh, my, uh, Twitter blame Elders, or Mike's Mike, Michael underscore Aaron, or the, One of the podcasts, uh, Twitter page. Um, if you're on Facebook, <laughs> make a comment in the actual comment section because the, we don't really get the messages too much. I don't know why, but it's funny. You say that I went to my, uh, when I logged on Facebook at some point on my phone, I saw it was like a message pending. I don't understand why that shit doesn't work constantly. Like,
3: Man, we got so many topics we didn't talk about. Yeah. We
1: just man, make sure man, shit ne- in here. I, we save them
3: for next week. I'm saving them. We save them for next week. Because
1: I definitely wanted to talk about uh, Michael Jackson and all his things. But that's not going to die out well he's gone so right. it'll still be around <laughs> that's not going to die right. out <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we thank uh our uh, honorary third member Tony for uh, stopping by again and uh make, uh shout out to Dan again for the cigars they were definitely awesome yeah, they were awesome um and Tony what's your uh, your Twitter page Anthony A Allen I will remember that one day
3: I don't know how you don't but <laughs> okay
1: yeah <laughs> other than that uh we we'll see you all next week We will. Peace. Later.